0: I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Ayn Matthews.
1: And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube.
0: Question. When yes. you say your name on the podcast, uh-huh. you like throw out little gang signs as you're doing it to like give yourself a little oomph.
1: Hell yeah.
0: I just did it that time. I felt like it improved my uh, my vocals there. You know what I'm saying? You kind of asked Like it me. wasn't. It wasn't just I'm Aiden Matthews. Now it's like I'm Aiden Matthews, and the gang signs I felt really helped. You you gotta, you gotta add
1: some, uh, some swagger, a little bit of oomph. Um, You know, a little bit of pump and you jump. Exactly. Uh, This is the 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 hippest YouTube
0: podcast. (laughs) um, I want to die. <laughs> Is it time for real YouTube hours, everybody? Is it Is time? It time? For, I
1: think it's time for real YouTube hours. I'm not going to lie. I think it's time for real YouTube hours.
0: So, I, believe...
1: I don't have any YouTube news this time. We're just going to jump straight into... I don't um, get to
0: hear your awful jingle. <laughs> I was
1: looking forward to that. I don't even remember it. Um, but, no. No, you don't. Uh, first off, our main topic this week... It's all about our video making process, so basically, Aiden and I, we make different types of videos, sometimes we make the same types of videos, Um, but all in all, our video making process is probably similar in certain ways, different in a lot of other different ways, and so we're going to talk about it, and we're going to go through each of the, you know, the different steps that it takes us, probably from, like, idea all the way up to uploading a video. And hopefully that helps you guys kind of figure out your own creative process and kind of streamline your processes as well. Um, And maybe one of us will learn from the others. Maybe maybe we'll learn from each other uh, exactly along the way.
0: There isn't exactly like a moral in this episode or even like a huge lesson. It's just literally going to be me, like me and Zach talking about process. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to get like little tidbits or tips or like, like, you know when you go onto YouTube and you watch setup videos for like three hours? Like, you're not ever going to get that exact setup, but you're going to get ideas on how to improve your own, right? Exactly. So maybe you can't afford like a huge flat screen TV, but maybe they like situated it somewhere cool and now you're thinking about doing the same thing. We're going to tell you about our video process so we can hopefully improve yours in some form or fashion.
1: Yeah. And uh, the best way that, that you can really incorporate this in your life is by... Also finding other people's video processes and using your own and kind of just combining them and figuring out what works exactly for you. And we'll we'll get into all that kind of stuff in our main topic boy today. So it'll be it'll yeah. be good. I'm excited. I am too. Um this was like a suggestion or this is almost a suggestion from Jay the Zoomster. He asked us about video editing. Um and so this was kind of a way to where we could do that. Um, We might do a more in-depth video editing episode at some point, uh, but this was kind of the precursor to that. Mm -hmm. So yeah.
0: Thanks for the half suggestion, Mr. (laughs) Zoom Zoom. But first.
1: Oh boy. Before we get there. Oh boy. Put on your big boy panties. Goddamn. Because we're about to jump into. Yeah. Your week on YouTube trademark.
0: Bless up. Let's go. Let's get it. It's the hottest segment of the hottest podcast. (laughs) So hot, in fact, that it tends to go for more than thirty minutes at a time. Zachary, Zachariah. Hell yeah! How was the last week on YouTube, Mm, fam squad?
1: Let me me tell you about my week on YouTube. So, I'm preparing for this. Your, your, (laughs) let me learn what I'm saying. Holy shit! Bless Uh. up. (laughs) i'm preparing for uh your everyday nerd that's basically what i'm doing right now from from now until august 1st is gonna be your everyday nerd shit um uh, for the main part i have put every other video on hold i was gonna put out and ask zach before that i still might i don't know um but i'm trying to figure out if i want to so long story short I've been looking into a lot of things about uh, that guy, John Prosser, recently. Mm-hmm. The creator of Front Page Tech. He, um, he is the guy that we talked about uh, about a month and a half ago when we were talking about niche content and kind of changing our channels. He's the guy that kind of learned that live streaming on your channel when you're trying to grow from short-based content is probably not a good idea. In fact, it's an awful idea because it ruins your your channel. Um, in terms of analytics, unless your unless your audience is, you know, used to long based content, long form content. I've been right. looking into a lot of his stuff. He's been on some interviews and, and things, and I'll try to remember to put those into the, uh, the description and all that kind of stuff. But, um, basically, uh, he's, he knows a hell of a lot about the algorithm and he's been, um, I mean, he just grew like 35,000 subscribers in the last month.
0: Doing pretty well for himself. So he's doing
1: pretty good. Um, and basically what he's doing with his show is what I kind of want to do with my show. Um, I'm really excited about it. But I'm trying to figure out with my other types of videos that are these these Zack Snyder originals. With things like Ask Zack. Um, with things that's not going to be this show and that's not going to be Nintendo The History. What do I want to do with them? I know the Ask Zach is going to kill momentum on the channel. I know the Ask Zach is important to the community on the channel, so I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with it. Um, I could go ahead and upload an episode before Your Everyday Nerd Pop comes out, um, and I might do that. Or I'm actually considering. And I, I don't know if I want to do this immediately while I'm starting your everyday nerd, because this could be too much on my plate. Cause I usually do that. Um I might be I might put that on IGTV. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know yet. Um I've been I've been thinking long and hard about IGTV. I've been, been posting a lot on Instagram the last month and a half. It's been growing. Day by day, I've been getting a few followers here and here and there. Um, I'm almost at 450. I started with 400 like a month and a half ago, so that was cool. Um, Turns out, if you post daily content over there, you start to see some growth. Um,
0: Who would have thought?
1: Who would have thought? Uh, It's like the
0: secret sauce just consistency and posting every day it's almost
1: like that you know Uh, that's cool I I found the type of content I want to do over on Instagram which is cool but I'm thinking this type of content that I was doing over on Zack Snyder Productions that did well in terms of audience retention but didn't do well in terms of views and watch time is this personality based content that doesn't work with this new show and I might put that on Instagram TV so I don't know yet. It's a thought we'll have to see. Just bring it out there. We'll see. Um, other than that, I am very happy to announce that the the subscriber count on Zack Snyder Productions is now higher than the subscriber count on Subeogen Games. Yay! So that's dope as fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy. like, for me, I kind of like knew early on that we would get to this day. The mm-hmm. thing about it, though, is I didn't think it would be this quick. I, I didn't, didn't think either. we'd already be here, right? Like, I did not either. <laughs> I figured if, if you put all your work into really highly produced videos, you're going to get there eventually. I don't know how long it will take. But to see it happen in only about a year and a couple of months is incredible. Um, yeah. Especially because like a lot of that audience is new, right? It's yeah. not a majority subesian Games audience you essentially started from the ground up again with only a handful of people and was able to sort of grow it into what it's at now. So kind of a really huge milestone and really sort of a moment where, like, here are the fruits of your labor. Here's what you get for practicing what you preach. Here's what you get for going all in on something. Like actual, tangible, real-life results. And that's a cool moment to to be at. Definitely. Um,
1: I think... I think I look at my core audience, um, especially the people who came from Beiian games as like a solid like 20 to 30 people that kind of you know watch almost everything I put out. Um, these are the people that are in the discord. These are the people that follow me on like all the different social media platforms. these are the people that I talk to almost every day, you know um, because a lot of the f- subscribers that I have from Subigian game, You know encompass a seven years of experimentation and a bunch of different projects and a bunch of dead series and a lot of these people a lot of these accounts are dead you know a lot of these people don't watch me anymore so yeah a lot of the newer um, a lot of the newer accounts following me on Zack Snyder productions are new uh, which is awesome it's also a little crazy. Uh, it, it is definitely we're we're at that point now where this is the highest subscriber count I've seen before. Um, it mm-hmm. is it, it has reached that threshold because Subeogen Games has lost subscribers. It is not uh, it's lost subscribers over the last year because I stopped putting out content over there. So this is now the highest three sixty three that I've seen on YouTube, and so now sure. at this point it's uh, you know. To be honest, nothing really changes at this <laughs> point, but it's also, like, it, it's a new threshold, and so right. uh, it's new new uncharted territory for me, and so I'm gonna, you know, see right. what I, you know, do something with that, right?
0: It just gives a little bit more confidence to the decision to eventually, like, leave it and let it go, right? Like Exactly there was a benefit to doing that it wasn't in vain right uh, yeah. there was a time when i feel like at least for you personally that like leaving subijin games would be scary right because mm-hmm. like you still want those people and like what if csp doesn't go anywhere and you get all these fears and worries and doubts about like should i stay behind or should i move forward all this all these sort of questions and uh, hopefully a few of them have been answered
1: yeah i think so uh i think i think that uh, over the last year, I've produced some of the best content that I've ever produced. Um, it's not gonna be the best content I ever produced throughout my entire life. I hope to get better, obviously, um, but I am I'm definitely proud of what I've made so far, and um, I, I don't regret I don't regret that decision of moving forward and making this new ch- this new channel. And I don't think I ever did either. Sure. Which is nice, um, but it is it is cool to see the uh, you know
0: those results. You're telling me there's a peak past the uh, top Pokemon video? I don't know. There's somehow there's somehow a video that's better than that. Like I a, don't
1: know. I don't like know. Like that's how. a pretty
0: high bar. That's I know. like a really high <laughs> bar. How uh, do you do better?
1: <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I will say that particular video, since it's been a week since it's been out, uh, last time we recorded was the day after that video came out. Um, we've, I've gotten 300-something views on it, so very happy. 346,
0: with, I believe?
1: Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, 326.
0: Okay. Uh, 17
1: likes and 2 dislikes, so um, probably one of my most liked videos. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that it's that – it, that it done well. Um, I've also gotten some really, you know, a lot of new viewers from it. And uh, Mr. Danku Franku subscribed to my channel. Finally,
0: <laughs> it <which> happened.
1: <laughs> I'll, um, I'll explain that briefly just cause I think it's hilarious. Danku is a member of Aiden's audience primarily, <laughs> but he came to my, he came to my discord months ago. I've talked to him frequently. Um, he's seen like maybe two videos of mine before this but he's always been like, I'm not subscribing to you. I don't want to subscribe to you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. Don't, I don't All care. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Whatever. Um, he comes to our movie nights, you know, I've hung out with him in the discord quite a few times and stuff, mm-hmm. but this mad lad, <laughs> watch this video. And he finally, um, I gave That's, the real, like, That's the real
0: milestone. Like the 363 sub, they don't know. Like Deku actually fucking did it. He did it.
1: Yeah, I thought that was funny. I thought that was really funny. Um, But yeah. So there's that. Um, I I don't know how I'm going to top this video. I do have plans. I do have some some top secret things that I'm planning (laughs) on doing with Your Everyday Nerd. Um, I've had some ideas in the last week on how I want to kind of uh, go above and beyond with that series. And... um, I don't think I'm gonna publicly voice those. I might I might tell you off, off podcast. I might talk to Jay about it. I might tell a couple of people off podcast. But I think that there's like some uh There's some things that I've got planned that I'm I'm really excited for. So trying to
0: build a little hype, I see.
1: Yeah, so so get get hyped. And I'm I'm talking about like long term, <laughs> like,
0: like ooh. Take that hype oh, and hold on to it. For <laughs> right. an extended period. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: I mean something that's going to build for a while. I'm, I, oh, okay. I'll talk about it. I'll tell you all podcast because I don't want to publicly okay. say anything. Um, but there's that uh, movie nights podcast comes back this week. Um, we got to talk about that because we were shooting to do that weekly, but it, yeah. th- it might not be able to be weekly just because everybody's so busy. Sure, Um, but we've got four episodes recorded. I'm going to, or three episodes recorded. I'm going to post those in the next three weeks and then we'll figure out. Yeah. Go from there. I was, uh, one of my friends, Alec McGill. He's like one of my old YouTube friends, like last seven years. Um, OG, he, he contacted me about wanting to do a podcast. So that's airing this week. Um, it's pretty wild. It's called chicken, beer, and more whiskey.
0: <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> um,
1: it is. It is. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a life podcast, like a life and relationship type podcast. However, it's got a spin on it. We also talk about like conspiracies that are happening. Okay, it's, it's a little bit of a mess. So I little don't bit of know. I don't know if it's gonna do well. I don't know if it's quality content. But he wants to do it and it's not gonna take too much work. So we'll see if I can keep that going for a little bit. That'll air this Friday. Um and then uh just been trying to keep the Alliance Hunter gaming stuff afloat. It's been a oh, yeah. it's been a little bit uh well trying lately. But
0: we're getting there. We're getting there day by day. Yeah, <laughs> you finished uh, recording until dawn at the very least. I did. I did. Yeah, finished that. That's hype. Got just got to finish editing all those. Um,
1: did some Splatoon two with Calfro. Got a got a lot of stuff planned for that channel, obviously in the future. But um, we're working on it. We're working on it.
0: Roughly, I think that's a that, that was your week on YouTube. That was my week on YouTube. Nice. Your boy uh, oh, uh, daily
1: streams. I'm doing daily streams. Oh, yeah, stream yeah, now.
0: yeah. You finally got a schedule now. Yeah,
1: so um, wish me luck and hopefully I won't die.
0: <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts, everybody. Or... Place your bets.
1: Hopefully I will die because
0: then I don't have to pay bills anymore. Death, death in a sense <laughs> is, is blissful in, yeah, in the fact it really that is. you ain't got to worry about nothing after that. Oh, yeah. Other people worry for you, and then you yourself are done worrying, so it's it's, it's a treat. Yeah. I'm excited about it, though. Anyways,
1: that's my week on YouTube. What is your week on
0: YouTube? (laughs) Oh, boy! Um, Shit, what did I do this week? (laughs) I don't even... Didn't put
1: out a Yoshi episode, I can tell you that.
0: (laughs) I know that, yeah. (laughs) Typically, typically the (laughs) highlight of weeks on YouTube are, are this podcast... And, like, me working on NBL stuff, usually, is what's been going on, mainly. So I'll do this podcast, and then I'll try to get playoff battles happening in NBL, and then I'll update the site on that, and I'll be doing a lot of college work, and if I'm not doing that, I'm usually eating, and if I'm not doing that, I'm asleep. Point being, I'm not doing a whole lot of uh, YouTubing, as it were, uh, at least for the past couple of days. Looking to change that... I'm trying right now actually to we finally got myself a room because my parents were moving back to that old house. We finally got like me a room there because Mm. before it was just a room full of storage shit. And now we have like an actual like bedroom in there. So my desk is there. uh, A bed's there. I got the shelf in there. And I'm looking to bring a couple of this uh, stuff in my crate so that I can have kind of like two little setups. So, the setup here at college and then the setup here at home. So, no matter where I'm at, I can at least do something, obviously. That makes sense. Of course, I'm probably going to have to buy another keyboard and mouse, a couple of cables, and some shit I'll just have to carry back and forth, like the hard drive and the microphone. But hopefully, the idea is to have two complete separate setups so that I can just work on stuff here and there. So, that'll be fun.
1: Because your idea is to, like, go home every weekend, Correct uh
0: most if not all weekends and that's just okay. for for me more than anything right like gotcha. i don't i don't have to necessarily but I, I like doing it and if they're willing to pay that's for great. gas i'm willing to show up so <laughs> that's how it is that's right it's like a two-hour drive roughly so yeah does not work well on the gas um oh i guess i should mention this i finally did find that a uh, smash brothers club at the college oh yeah um I had somebody show me where it was, and no wonder I couldn't find it. It's behind, like, a veteran's office, like an army recruitment veteran office. There's, like, a building there, and if you go behind that, out of view, you walk into another room, and all of a sudden, it's, like, uh, this big group of people, like, playing all sorts of different Smash Brothers. It seems to be divided into two camps. I bet you can guess what two camps it is. Melee and Um, Wii U. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it's actually
1: N64 and DS.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mad Lads, those guys. No, it, it's Melee and Wii U. So on the Melee side, there's like nine people, and they're carrying around CRTs, GameCubes, Wii's even, uh, playing GameCube games, stuff like that. Right. And then on the Wii U side, is much bigger. They got like these nice big ass flat screen TVs, like <laughs> several Wii U's hooked up, GameCube adapters, and everything. It's like a. It's like the Wii U side is, is very rich and the, the, the poor, humble Melee folks are just carrying around big-ass CRTs down the stairs. <laughs> in the right. So, uh, yeah. I came a little too late uh, in order to sign up for the tournament that they were doing because they do a tournament every Thursday. But I just got to watch this time. And, man, like that was the first time I've seen, like, really good melee play in like real life with like wave dashing and advanced techniques, L canceling, all that sort of stuff to see it live, like right in front of you, like not in front of a computer screen, like in person where you can watch their fingers at the same time. It's fucking incredible, dude. Um, Some of the matches I saw were so cool. Uh, I'm going to try and sign up for both of them, the melee and the Wii U one this Thursday. And I guess I'll let you guys know how I do, but I'm not expecting much (laughs) at all. Uh, I hadn't played Melee in a while, and I played even less of Wii U since my Wii U broke, but shoot. Um, it was pretty hype in there, and that was the same day the Direct went on. So, like, we had the Isabel announcement as well. Yeah. And so, everybody was pretty hyped about that in the club as well, and I just got to meet a whole lot of people. Overall, it was just a really nice experience. A lot of cool dudes in there. That's pretty cool. It smelled, obviously, but <laughs> that's to be expected. All right, I wasn't, I wasn't going well, in with high expectations. Uh, remember
1: last episode we were talking about YouTube burnout, and I think we gave the
0: we gave the advice, the pro tip: the pro tip.
1: <laughs> take a shower.
0: <laughs> Some people need to watch that episode of the podcast. That's all I'm gonna say. Just uh, all
1: right. Just just uh, rebrand the podcast. I'll create a new thumbnail called super smash brothers uh burnout just so they could uh take a shower (laughs) just take a shower (laughs) just a quick
0: little shower that's all you need yeah that's unfortunate it Uh, is it wasn't everybody thankfully um a lot of the older people there were pretty good about it but you could tell because you know when you're playing melee and there's two chairs there you're like right up on somebody yeah and when it hits man it hits it's just ooh, it throws you off that's all i'm saying
1: yeah i mean i did (laughs) i did anime club back in college so
0: you know what i actually heard that going on while i was walking through there uh, i heard some girl talking about her favorite anime or whatever i didn't catch any of the series names so i'm like oh god it's real (laughs) this is the closest i've come to an actual anime club (laughs) yeah and i walked the other direction
1: college is an interesting thing To say the least. That uh, that Nintendo Direct, I was planning on live streaming it regularly, but I had to wait in the living room for my roommate's uh, package to get here, and I ended up having to set up my laptop to do a live stream, so that was a pain
0: in the ass this week. You got it to work, though, pretty well. I did, yeah. yeah. It, just, it just was a pain in the ass. I guess I should mention it here. Um... If you want to hear, like, Zach and Kyle and a couple of other people, they did a uh, little podcast about the Direct called For Fun and Profit, I believe. Yeah. Kyle hosted it. It was, like, two hours or whatever. I wasn't in it (laughs) because I wasn't available at the time. I didn't have my mic with me. I guess I should mention this, that, like, at the time, I was pretty upset about it. And to a certain extent, I still kind of am. That middle section of the Direct had, like, a lot of... Nothing aside from like Katamari and sea Skylines and stuff. Yeah. Um. But I've warmed up a bit to it simply due to the fact that we got like two pretty big first party announcements, and we didn't have that at E3, and we didn't have it in the January Direct, and we didn't have it in the Mini Direct. Like, this is the first Direct all year with like actual announcements, and it's kind of a shame because we're like, what in August now or September? Yeah, <laughs> we've gotten
1: spoiled. Um, I mentioned at the end yeah. of that podcast, but. The, the the fact is is that there's been so many good directs that this was just like a regular Nintendo direct.
0: Yeah. So um I th- yeah. I thought it was better than the E three one or even some of the, the other ones. I I think yeah, for me personally, so. like it's it's just a little bit harder to get hyped about Luigi's Mansion and Animal Crossing, because why they are first party, they're sort of they're kind of niche franchises. Not everybody's into them. If you're into them, you're really into them, but if you're not, like, you kind of just move on. Um, yeah. But I think everybody got at least one game that they were interested in out of that Direct. I know I did. I know a couple of people did. I so re- that was good. There was a lot of variety there. It just, like, went on for a little too much, and the middle section wasn't...
1: I agree. I rewatched it last night, because uh, the Game Grumps did, uh, did, like, a live reaction to it, and that was... Yeah. That was fun because I get to hear Aaron get pissy about the fact that Luigi's Mansion is coming to the 3DS instead of the Switch.
0: And <laughs> it's not just you. he voiced my
1: exact <laughs> opinions about it.
0: Oh, wow. But anyways. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 3DS cool. can die whenever it wants now, by the way. Yeah, I'll just Please. throw that out there. Nintendo, if you're listening to this. If you're any, listening any to any our
1: YouTube-related podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just let the let 3DS die. I, I
0: I just figured I'd mention my thoughts in the direct because that was the most interesting video thing I saw uh, last week. So that's fair. Here we are. Hell yeah! Oh, and Isabel and Smash like that's cool. She she deserved it for a long time. She's always sort of been the second mascot behind Villager, and yeah. Villager didn't really have any personality. So to see Isabel there is, is really cool. And the Tom Nook memes have been on fire. <laughs> I love that. Literally,
1: me. me when I'm editing this podcast <laughs> or editing anything. I love the Tom Nook meme. He's so he great. My favorite thing to come out of
0: this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> I agree. People are like, nobody died in that trailer. No. And everybody's like, Tom Nook died on the inside of that trailer. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, that counts. That counts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's cool. But that was my week on YouTube, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, are we ready to get in that main topic, then? I think it's time for that main topic.
1: Let's get right into the topic. <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said earlier, both of us, Aiden and I, make videos on YouTube. I bet you didn't know that. Uh, wow. I know. What Hot a reveal. Breaking news story here. Can uh, we put that at the end of Nintendo Direct? Can we? Please. Um... <laughs> Since we make videos, uh, we don't just kind of sit there like, oh, I'm going to make a video today and then just like plop one together. Sometimes maybe we do. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but but usually there's a process to, to everything. Um, and even if it isn't a, a good process, because I know my process isn't always great, um, we usually have a process to, to making our videos. So that's our topic today. We're going to talk about basically from the beginning idea of what kind of video we want to make to the upload button on YouTube, uh, the ins and outs of all that good stuff. And hopefully, like I said earlier, this will help you guys kind of figure out, you know, how to make your process a little bit better, how to, you know, because processing your, your videos is really what helps you make more videos and what helps you make better videos and it's it's something that's definitely helped me in the long run uh, in general on YouTube it's just kind of making sure that my process was detailed enough to where I can pump out a video tomorrow if I need to you know
0: so you could easily repeat it and make it a bit faster each and every time exactly that sort of stuff makes sense yeah
1: cool So I guess to start off with it, um, we obviously make different types of videos. I think both of us have multiple different types of videos that we make. Mm -hmm. So I I think the the first type of video that both of us have created in the past, and I, I guess we'll go ahead and bring it up because we're also doing this for our gaming channel
0: is Let's Plays. Do you want to go right? whole oh boy, <laughs> going right into those videos. <laughs> YouTube's favorite series, exactly content from year two thousand eight to twenty fourteen. <laughs>
1: exactly, they're dead. Maybe
0: that's a little unfair, but uh. Uh, that's roughly the estimate I give toward let's plays were at their peak. Maybe twenty fifteen, if you want to be friendly. Yeah, um, but yeah, let's plays are kind of an an easy one to start with too because there aren't a whole lot of uh, moving pieces Mm -hmm. nor is it very complex. If you can understand how to make a Let's Play, you can kind of jump off into other sort of videos and take that process that you learned there and kind of expound upon it a little bit. So that's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think first and foremost, you know, the, the first thing you want to do when making a Let's Play is... What game do you want to play? Right, you you got to figure out what you want to do, um, and this again kind of translates in any video. It's the idea, the 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 core component of any video is what's it gonna be about. So for let's plays, it's what game am I playing? Um, mm-hmm. So we figure out what game we're gonna play, and then then we record it.
0: Right. Basically. And for me, like, uh, there's kind of two types of ideas that you'll have, where you'll have the one singular idea for one video, or you'll have the idea for a series. You'll have an idea to sort of have a bunch of different videos that'll go long into the night, right? Like, there's obviously a difference between coming up with, oh, I want to play Yoshi's Island, and then you have, like, 30 videos, or, oh, I want to do a season of the Monthly Battle League and have, like, 30 videos, versus... Let me talk about uh, Shrek 1 and do one video on it, right? Like, Mm. I have an interesting opinion about Shrek 1. Let's make that into its own, like, cool little singular video, right? So, like, what types of ideas are you having, really? Is your idea to just have one little short, concise video? Or is it to take that idea and kind of expound upon it for several other videos? Maybe you want to keep going for weeks. Maybe you want to keep going for months. Maybe you want to build your whole channel off of one idea, like that's possible if you even want to go that route. And all of them are fine and all of them are great and sustainable. And obviously you have to know your limitations about which one is appropriate for which uh, scenario. Uh, but kind of thinking about that can can really help because some ideas do in fact work better as a long running series, others not as much, right? Like you mm-hmm. got to keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about it before, but YouTube as a whole kind of works better if you have a series. Um, If somebody starts watching something on your channel, they're going to be more willing to stay on your channel if you have another video that's kind of similar to the one that they just watched that they liked, but more develops the idea that you had to start off with. This is why Let's Play Channel's done so well back in the day, uh, maybe not as well as they used to. But even even still, if somebody likes your personality and they're liking what you're playing, then they're going to be more willing to watch a series of videos sometimes than just a bunch
0: of one-offs. Sure. And that's why I always um, sort of harp on if you want to do Let's Plays, be sure it's for like you and the personality, right? Mm-hmm. For that very reason. Just simply the fact that if someone... Catches on to like one series that you do, it's usually the game that leads them into it, right? Like mm-hmm. the first time somebody finds your channel is because the topic that you're covering or the channel or the idea, right? So making sure you have an idea that will not only like satisfy you creatively, but like get other people interested in it, like that's important. Some ideas are just not going to do well on YouTube, frankly. Um, as, as much as we would like to believe that there's like a market for everything. Uh, that's true, and that's valid, but that market might be, like, bigger and better on, let's say, platforms like Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch than it would be on YouTube. Like, right, you're not exactly maximizing the potential of that idea if it's just going to sit on YouTube and not go anywhere, right? Like,
1: that is what true. platform yeah. is it
0: suited for? Where are you going to get the most bang for your buck out of this idea? And if you're a Let's Play channel, and you have this, like, really cool personality... What's going to happen is they'll see all these recommended Let's Plays that you've done on the sidebar. And from that point on, to me and to a lot of people I know, it's no longer about the game. It's about, oh, cool, you have all these series. I like your personality. Let me pick one and let's go. Right? Exactly. But it's that first video that hooked them in. It's these other ones that sort of support the personality and the person that you are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I started watching the Game Grumps because of some particular game. I don't even remember what game it was. I just remember looking up some game. Game Grumps popped up. I'd heard of them before. Let me check them out. Oh, I really like this commentary. I'll keep watching them. And now I'll watch Garfield and the Space Lasagna. Like, right. I don't give a fuck about that game. But
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> like, at, at that point, the yeah. idea doesn't matter as much, right? Like, once right. you've them in, it's not as crucial as it is for, like, new-time viewers, basically.
1: Exactly. So, basically, Aiden's brought up a really good point, you know, the the idea for Let's Play videos in particular. And we've done an entire, basically, video or podcast on gaming on YouTube. Um, but the, the idea here is that ideas with Let's Plays, figuring out what game you're going to play is important because you need to be able to have a good jumping-off point For your commentary and for your personality. However, if you're able to use your personality in a way to bring an audience in no matter what game it is, then it's your personality that's going to keep people there. It's your personality that's going to keep people watching. That's what's going to sell your channel.
0: Right. More than anything. More Mm -hmm. than anything else. Yeah. Uh, To kind of take it off Let's Plays for a a, a bit here, sort of coming up with ideas for let's say like analysis channels or review channels Mm -hmm. you can sort of take a similar approach in the fact that like typically you want to have an idea for a video when at least when you're starting out that'll help sync people in to help get people invested Mm -hmm. usually that's why you see a lot of review channels and analysis channels tackle very popular subjects um ones that you've heard of before <laughs> right like right no no movie reviewer is gonna start out with some weird uh, obscure cult film and sing its praises because frankly nobody's gonna watch it especially if you don't have an audience like that idea doesn't sink people in frankly it's a lot easier and um a lot more valuable to some people to just start off with like a real shit show of a movie or one of the best um just simply to get people invested to build that audience and then show them your weird, crazy, off the wall idea that you really wanna do, frankly. Um, analysis things will do that where they'll talk about like popular subjects and then sort of like delve into the more minor and obscure stuff at the same time. But finding that idea that will appeal to like a mass market and a mass audience, really, if you wanna be able to do that, you just have to sort of pay attention and look out. like what's popular right now? What are you seeing around YouTube? Uh, What's a topic that everyone's bringing up in your space? Obviously, like, if you're not a political channel, don't talk about Trump. Like, (laughs) you know, like, that's popular, but it won't help you at all. uh, Because that's not your niche. But look inside your niche, look inside your community and see what are are other people talking about and sort of uh, use that to sort of get a popular idea and go with it.
1: Yeah, I, I think the goal here is, and um, I, I've, we've mentioned the um, the Creator Mindset podcast before, and I still highly recommend this, but uh, they mentioned over there, this is John Prosser again, he's mentioned over there before that you, you kind of want to focus on your personality and not focus on the thing you're talking about, right? Hmm. The, the goal is to have the people uh, come back for you and not come back based off of whatever next thing you t- you're you talking about you know when sure. the the show that i'm working on your everyday nerd my my focus on it is to obviously have things that are every tuesday i'm going to be talking about something that's it's called trendy tuesday it's going to be like a new movie that just came out in theaters or a new video game that just came out something that i can pull up seo and you know and be like Yo, this is a hot topic thing. Everybody's going to be talking about this. Something that I can put up on Twitter and be like, "Yo, everybody's talking about this, right?" But the goal is to use that as a gateway for people to like get to my personality, get to my humor, get to my editing style, right? So the end of the the end of the day here, your your focus on your videos does not need to be on the thing you're talking about, which sounds weird. Because when you get into making videos, it's usually because you're passionate about something Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's because you want to talk about something. And unless you're an educational channel, that's like, I need to talk about world war one all the way through it. Every little minor detail. And that's your thing. Unless you're something like that, then you need to be focused almost like 80% on your energy and your, um, your personality and the packaging of the content and 20% on the actual thing that you're talking about. That's how I feel about it.
0: Sure. Uh, really working on the fundamentals of your video not necessarily like the topic itself. Exactly. Uh, can be very beneficial especially like once you get into things obviously and i feel like even for educational channels and shoot for real life educational channels aka teachers uh, the first day of class usually doesn't go into the nitty-gritty rather it's to try and often fail but at least try (laughs) to hook you in and get you invested in the subject so that you don't drop the class right like they need students they need people to stay if they were to go right into chapter one on day one, frankly, and I've seen it. Um, a lot of kids get bored. A lot of them just look up to whatever because they're not expecting it, right? Like to me, even if you're on the educational side of things, you should at least try on that first day, on that first video on, you know, at the start of each video, even to try to get people invested, to try to like hook them in so that when you get into the nitty gritty stuff it won't seem boring it'll seem like oh this is really cool because it ties into what you were talking about earlier like i agree actually. you don't have yeah. to be boring <laughs> even in boring subjects right like completely for a lot of people like cooking is boring cooking is something that you have to do yet you see people like chefs and these like gourmet oreo and gourmet skittles videos and like all this other weird and crazy shit out there who, who are making it interesting and fun for people and, and that's a valuable thing to have and Frankly, not everybody's good at that, but it's it's cool to see when when you get to it.
1: Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. I am not a big history guy, um, but I started listening to a little bit of hardcore history, which is a podcast, and that shit's dope. Like he makes it interesting. I don't know if you've heard of it before. I have
0: not. No.
1: Uh you would love it. It's like they're almost like audio books, but he's it's a podcast that's been going on for like the last ten years. And he goes into like these these history topics, um, and goes like super in depth about them. Um, I'll send you a link of it after the podcast. But that'd be dope. Yeah, no, you would you would absolutely love it because I know you're like a history buff. Um, oh yeah. But um, he makes it interesting, and that's what's cool about it. So I, I agree. I think that you should even in educational stuff, you should be focused on your personality. Um, right. But yeah
0: and having a hook basically like making sure your idea will actually like last (laughs) Mm -hmm. out there once you put it out right like you know keeping other people in mind when you come up with stuff like that can be uh, the make it or break it point for a lot of people so like yes your personality yes being able to recommend it to other people but like when you're getting people in the door like being sure that your idea has hooks being sure your idea has legs to stand on Um, even making sure that it'll be relevant after like a year or so kind of talking about that evergreen content that you mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. um, in several other episodes stuff like that Like you you would think with like YouTube it's just as simple as oh I have an idea to make a video and then you go make a video right like yes that's true and a lot of people starting out doing YouTube do in fact do that and that's great and more power to them because like that's what fuels their creativity yada 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 but being intentional about your ideas, being intentional about the videos that you make, knowing which ideas are better than others, which ones to hold back on, which ones to go with, uh, which ones will do well, which ones won't—like that takes a lot of freaking work. It does uh, work that, frankly, <laughs> not everybody you know wants to do. And a lot of people would rather just focus on the video or the editing or say that no idea is too dumb and go with it, and you know it can work for others. But like that's a lot of work it's just for the idea phase of things and you can tackle it in a variety of different
1: ways well and the and the truth of the matter is is that everybody has ideas right everybody has a lot of ideas you know you can go talk to like your uncle or your grandfather or you know like all these like older people in your life and they'll be like i had the idea for the printing press before it was created you know like and it's like well but did you do anything about it before they created it
0: your uncle would have to be like 700 years I old. I know, that was a joke. <laughs> Pretty
1: presses in the or maybe Renaissance. Maybe he's insane. Maybe he's insane. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> he might be insane. What, or Gedi. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I had the idea of the internet before the internet was a thing, right? Like people okay. people say this shit. Like people or people say like related stuff. They're like, I had the idea to make a Logan Paul channel before Logan Paul did. Did you act on it? Did you do it? The, the The point that I'm cutting across here is that everybody has ideas, especially in like the modern the modern day. Everybody's like, I could have made this invention, I could have made uh, this app, I could have made this type of video, and that's cool. But what are you doing about it?
0: And, and it's actually funny that you brought up the printing press in particular, because that's a perfect example of it. And one of the few times that being in college has actually helped me, uh, turns out Mr. Gutenberg himself did not invent the printing press. That was something in Chinese culture that had been around for like a while. Yeah. But China being China, obviously, you're kind of walled <laughs> off. They didn't really share a whole lot of their ideas, right? Nobody knew we about the don't. printing press <laughs> except for the Chinese. And so what was cool about Gutenberg in particular and why we quote unquote credit him for the invention of the printing press is because he was the one who executed it and brought it to mass market. He didn't invent shit, right? He, <laughs> he, he thought of an idea that was supposedly new and then it turns out it wasn't. But the reason we credit him is because he executed on it and shared it with everybody, right? Like you may think you have the quote unquote idea that will get you places – but if you're not a Gutenberg, if you're not the person that's going to bring it to mass market, if you're not the person that's going to execute on it, then all it's going to be is just an idea stuck in China waiting forever. <laughs> Watch it go <laughs> nowhere and have your uncle talk about it <laughs> once exactly. or twice. You know, um, stuff like that. Even back then, exactly. that, was a, that was a a principle people were going by. It's a lot more important to, to execute the idea than to... Spend three years on the idea itself, but you can you can see why people do that, right? Once I brought up all that stuff, why people spend so long in the idea phase, and right, uh, but it definitely is important, just not the be all end all. <laughs>
1: exactly. With that being said, you still do want to marinate on ideas, and you still do want to figure out well, which idea is worth my time, because the reason I said everybody has ideas because I know personally speaking. I have too many ideas. (laughs) I don't have enough time to do all of my ideas for videos. I have an entire Word document with probably like, I don't know, like 500 video ideas that I haven't gotten around to yet. Um, And it's like, I don't have time to do all of them right now. So I have to figure out at the size that I'm at, which video ideas are worth my time, which video ideas are going to get me more noticed now because the more views you have on YouTube, the more subscribers you have on YouTube, the less work you have to do. And what I mean is (laughs) bear with me, the less work you have to do as far as which ideas you need to like focus on. Mm -hmm. So an idea like for instance, if I wanted to do a Fortnite video right now, which I don't, because <laughs> it's a bad idea anyways. <laughs> if I want to do a Fortnite video right now, it's probably a bad idea because um, it's super popular. Everybody's fucking doing it. And uh, it would get me nowhere. In fact, I'll tell you what. I did a Fortnite video. It was a joke video. I thought it was funny. Aiden was in it. Um,
0: it was very funny.
1: But it didn't go anywhere. The reason it didn't go anywhere is because, you know, I had like less than 200 subscribers and it didn't have any reach. And, you know, people are looking for Fortnite videos when there's like 10 million of them. So in an alternate reality, um, I have 10 million subscribers in an alternate reality. Not real life. That's never going to (laughs) happen. In alternate reality, I have 10 million subscribers. I put out a Fortnite video. That video gets a million views. Sure. You know, like...
0: But even that's like something in scale, right? If you're 10 million views and your videos average three to five having a 1 million hit video can be seen as a disappointment in the it same is. way that your shitty 20 view video would be on your channel now. I agree. Right? Like, I agree. You know, uh-huh. depends on scale. But at that point, yeah. like who gives a shit? Like you have that much subs, go exactly. ahead and release the shitty Fortnite video. Release <laughs> like, no whatever the
1: fuck you want. that That's <laughs> yeah. my point. There's, there's so yeah. many ideas that you, that you're probably going to have, especially starting off. You're like, I want to do all this stuff now. I want to do everything now. And, My point is, and I'm saying this because this is such a big part of my creation process now, uh, especially going in with like your everyday nerd and trying to figure out what kind of content do I want to cover. I'm trying to make sure that it's a balance of things that are popular, that I can pull out the SEO stuff um, and I can share the shit out of and maybe get like a couple hundred views from. And then things that are not as popular that that are more niche that I can target for SEO, and over the long you know over the next few months, it'll end up getting a couple of thousand views because people are searching for it, but there's not as many results. Mm-hmm. And if that's quality content and in the in the scale of it being a show, then hopefully they would continue to come back for the next video and it would you know it would scale from there the point being that there are a lot of media that I want to cover that I'm not able to cover right now because it would be it wouldn't be worth my time it just wouldn't it wouldn't it would be worth it would take more effort it would take more time out of my day to play the game or watch the movies or all that kind of stuff make the video upload it then it would get the views or anything needed for it to be worth my time at the moment. When I could hold off, do that same video, my, it'll probably be better in like a year when the channel has grown some and it'll get the attention it deserves.
0: Right. There, there's sort of a priority that you have to put on your ideas and you sort of have to categorize them and like which one's the most important for where i'm at right now in this moment in time right Hmm. and that's what makes things like having to do a schedule especially hard because you're having to plan for today tomorrow the next couple of weeks the next couple of months and you got to hope that all that shit's still relevant that all that shit's still relevant when it comes around right? right and that something doesn't change or go one direction or the other right like it, that's what makes that process difficult in a sense is if you have too many ideas knowing which ones to do first can be difficult and you can spend so much time on them ultimately like just execute on what you can do now right like that's that's important but take do take time and and, and really think through your ideas and make sure they're, they're valuable and that people are interested in them like people will say there's no bad ideas and I mean, yeah, in a certain sense there is, uh, <laughs> but like, I, I don't I've think seen a there's, lot of garbage videos. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you
1: know? I, I don't think there's necessarily bad ideas when you're starting out. I think there's just badly timed ideas. Um, sure. especially badly in executed. the sense, yeah, especially in the sense of what we're talking about here. Um, there, there are bad ideas actually, but what we're talking about there, there are badly timed videos, um, badly executed videos um, and that's kind of what you know it, it takes a little bit of time to realize this uh, especially if especially if you're like me and you want to do like fucking everything at the, the very beginning of your YouTube career um, you just got to figure out what's worth the time what's worth the effort because not everything is not everything is worth the effort at the very beginning
0: sure that is very valid. I, I guess since this is an episode about our particular video process, uh, mm-hmm. I want to ask you in particular, how do you get ideas for videos? Do they come to you in the shower? Or are you taking a shit? Like, you know, <laughs> um, the dabbing on people? Like, when did the ideas hit, hit? And how do you, like, do you write them down? What do you do?
1: Um, I write down 90% of my ideas. Um... I try to write them all down. But sometimes I forget. Uh, most of my ideas just—most of my ideas just come from doing other things. So, like, uh, I don't know, man. I just kind of get ideas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't think of. Um, you know, I could be scrolling through Twitter and I see something, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Um, what if I did this instead? Um, or, you know, especially in the, like the nerd culture space, um, I was playing a lot of Tetris one week and I was thinking about how into the game I was. And so I made a video about Tetris being immersive last year. Um, and so that, that kind of, I kind of got the question of well is Tetris immersive and then I researched it and that came into a full-fledged video Uh, Nintendo the history that show that never dies uh, it was it was an idea that I just kind of was like there's nothing like this out there this is something I would like to watch Um, and so I started like working on it Uh, so usually it's something that I'm like I could watch this on YouTube if I if it was in my sub box right now. Usually that's what it is. Okay. Or it's something that's like, I feel like this could give this could give some kind of value that my younger self would've needed, like another YouTube podcast.
0: Sure. That would have been really dope to have several years ago. Yes. <laughs> we did not have the equipment nor the means nor the knowledge or the experience or any of that, so yeah. Here we are. <laughs> um, on Blue Couch Productions, it's interesting. A lot of these ideas, as far as, like, I'm looking through series and stuff, hmm. a lot of the series ideas that, like, became a thing on Blue Couch Productions are actually just, like, older repurposed ideas that started way before Blue Couch Productions was even a thing. Uh-huh. Um, some of them are pretty obvious to tell that, like, Blue Couch Plays is just me doing Let's Plays, but with the Blue Couch branding. Like, I did Let's Plays before Blue Couch Productions... That should be obvious. Like Blue Couch Streams. I did a little bit of streaming um, before Blue Couch Productions, and then it just became like Blue Couch Streams. Then we kind of get into the more like obscure examples. Uh, the Monthly Battle League, for instance, was a draft league that I created, but the intention was to never do YouTube with it. It was just something I would do for fun a couple of summers really? ago with okay. like a couple of friends on, sh- on Pokemon Showdown, right? It was never meant to be like a series on Blue Couch Productions. like this was years and years and years ago. and then I posted like a video of some of the old battles, I did a couple of showdown things and then once I had an audience of people who liked Pokemon a lot, I thought, you know what, why not bring it back? That'd be really fun um, because I love tournaments, I love leagues. I love like sports stat shit. a lot of that fit right into it. Hmm. Um, midnight vlogs even was an older idea that wasn't new at all. And the reason I know this is because I was digging around in some of my older art. Um, I was going to launch a couple of new series on Mr. Mario 952. Although at that point, I think it was rebranded as Mega Bear Man. Which was a combination of like <laughs> Mega Man and like a bear. Uh, don't ask. Uh, <laughs> but I looked through the graphics and there was like old layouts for Midnight Vlogs that I never did. Right? Like I had the idea for Midnight Vlogs way before it actually came into existence at all. Showdown Saturdays, I had done some showdown videos on my older channel before. Like, you know, shit where I'm talking in front of the camera I've done before. Like, most everything on Blue Catch Productions in one form or another was derivative of something that I did years and years and years and years ago. Just in a more refined and interesting state. Um, Right. And then older videos, obviously, is literally just me ripping older
1: videos. (laughs) Well... You know, most videos or most ideas are derivative, right? And that's something Mm -hmm. to remember. A lot of people are like, I need an original video idea before I make a video. And it's like, well, hate to break it to you, but (laughs) every idea is derivative of something. Um, Sure. Like my Pokemon Waifu's videos, as original that is, it's derivative of somebody else's content. Somebody else makes videos very similar or they make, uh, they, they have this idea of talking about the quote unquote waifus from a video game. And, uh, so I took that idea and layered that on top of my idea to make fun of a top 10 Pokemon video. And, you know, so a lot of my ideas, I end up combining things, um, is what happened with that. Uh, top five Skyrims was something that you know everybody's talking about like you know there's all these Skyrim editions so I was like what if I made this dumbass video and <laughs>
0: here we are but that's like <laughs> a
1: that's a fucking video game donkey ripoff. yeah, <laughs> you
0: yeah know? a good one but yeah
1: yeah and and so a lot of ideas are derivative and that's important to remember but it doesn't mean they can't be executed well um mm-hmm. I think a lot of my ideas, yeah, they're they're just kind of they're layered. I I, I I try to think out of, I try to think out of the box. I try to ask like weird ass questions. Um, I don't know. I mean, if Pokemon wife is I can tell you what kind of weird ass questions I was asking.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What I mean, my- you're right. You're right. But I think the newest thing on Blue Couch Productions in particular is Questions on the Couch, which is a QA series, so it's not really that new, but I've never done one before. Yeah. Until that channel rolled around. And then some of the uh, actual like Blue Couch Productions videos, like the top tens, uh like top five Pokemon Forest, some of the music videos I did, um other stuff and like how do you get inspiration for like a review of F Zero or a review of Star Fox sixty four? Basically, I wanted to talk about both of those games for a long-ass time, and I finally got the inspiration and the means to do it, and then I just did it, right? Like, would I have done the YouTube Rewind 2017 video this month? No. But because YouTube Rewind 2017 was a fresh thing back then, I, like, saw the reaction to it. I saw what everybody was doing with it and decided to do my own little sort of fucking, like, PewDiePie H3H3 approach to it, Mm -hmm. and then turn that into, like, one of my favorite videos of the year. Wouldn't have ever done it like now, obviously, the time has passed, (laughs) but, like, paying attention to what's around you, being involved in your niche, like, seeing what other people are posting, uh, talking to people on the Discord, like, that can really get your ideas going. It can really sort of, uh, get a pulse on what's going on around you, and that can be very helpful for ideas and stuff, and a lot of my videos come from that, like, um emulators the midnight vlog on emulators there was a lot of topic around it uh the i hate remakes episode of midnight vlogs ghostbusters like 2016 was a thing right (laughs) like you know it's very easy to make fun of uh the cuphead tutorial fiasco there was a midnight vlog about that the samurai jack recaps were right around when those episodes were premiering for a reason you know like shit like that um nintendo direct news shoot anytime i went vlogging twitch stuff topical things basically and then the long-term projects were just inspirations that i wanted to do that i really wanted to go all in on and i did and had a lot of fun doing them
1: a lot of youtube stuff is reactionary right um you know let's plays you're in the middle of playing a game you're being you're reacting to that game whether this is your first time playing it or it's your 20th time playing it you're still reacting to it Uh, Reviews. You're reacting to whatever you just played or watched or whatever it may be. Um, The YouTube Rewind video that you did is a reactionary video based off of the YouTube Rewind. Um, And a lot of YouTube videos are reactionary based. Um, It's just a matter of how you package it. It's just a matter of how you package it, uh, uh, you know, that makes it quote unquote unique. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think that's it, as far as ideas are concerned. I think so. I think so. Kind of spent a little bit of time on it, but it's easily one of the most like talked about aspects of YouTube as a whole. So it felt like a good amount of sense to spend a good bit of time on it. And we sure did. So I
1: think so. I think I think too many people, um, you know, like romanticize the idea of having ideas. <laughs> Okay. They 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 very much are like, I got to have the perfect idea to make the perfect video. And it's like, no, not really. Just have something that you're passionate about. Figure out how you want to, you know, construct it. And, and there
0: you go. Be able to prioritize your ideas. Be sure to have hooks in there. Try to be topical when you can. If you have an idea that you're passionate about, go all in on it. Like, you know, these are sort of the tips that I would give to people who are sort of stuck in the idea phase but my main one like you said is just like don't overthink it right get yeah. an idea and go exactly and
1: right. if you're having problems having ideas then ask weird questions literally think yeah. out of the box um you know look at what do you're a bit passionate more, about go ahead
0: do a bit more exploring in your area because typically mm-hmm. a lot of people who say that they have like no ideas don't watch enough aren't invested in the community enough or they're like by themselves right and for a lot of youtubers just starting out we're, we're kind of in a bubble really we're kind of like this is the only world i know and i'm gonna stay in it right like it's very important because you are a content creator to get exposed to other types of content whether it be from youtube whether it be from life or anything else of that nature like go out and actually experience things go out and try out your local smash club or take a tour around your town or watch a new video or maybe even watch an older one. I can't tell you how many times I, like, went back and watched older, like, ABGN videos looking for some sort of inspiration or anything like that. So, yeah, being experienced and going around and trying new things and taking risks is one of the best ways to actually get ideas, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that's helped me along the years is actually watching a lot of a lot of YouTube, and that's you know seeing what other creators are doing is definitely helped me kind of figure out you know what I want to be doing, and you know not necessarily copying exactly what they're doing, obviously, but figuring out you know what can I do different, what can I do that other people are doing, um, and then also looking at your niche and being like I'm a movie reviewer okay well I could remove I could review this movie like everybody else is doing or what could I do differently with this movie what could I talk about this movie that somebody else isn't doing Um, what could I do with the production quality that somebody else isn't doing Uh, there's a lot of things that hasn't been done yet everybody talks about how you know, there's no original ideas. And even I said that a little bit ago, which, you know, it's kind of true, but also (laughs) you never know there's, there's always something different that hasn't been done yet. So you can, you can surprise us, figure something, you know, just figure it out.
0: (laughs) And even if there aren't original ideas, there's still really good videos to watch and really good people like get invested in even still. Right. A lot of the best stuff is derivative of something else, and that's totally cool, right? Mm -hmm. Is Lord of the Rings any worse as a movie series? Because it started out as a book first. Like, no. Not at all. They're both good and they're uh, both unique in their own ways. I think sometimes we can um, get into a bit of a trap where like we're either too much in our own little bubble, not willing to go out and explore do anything new or interesting, or we're too into our own little, like, niche and we just keep doing a lot of the same similar stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That everybody else is doing in the niche. Like, people who don't know enough about where they're at and people who, like, go way too into it and don't make anything original because of it. Like, there's definitely two worst-case scenarios there that's tough to avoid.
1: Yeah, and we'll get off of this, this you know, particular idea topic in, in a second. But I'll also say uh, one thing that's kind of helped me a lot is like you said, just kind of getting out there, doing other things that's not in your own, you know, reading about quantum physics for eight hours, just because you're interested in it randomly, like literally anything, um, you know, there's, you never know what you can kind of piece together and make new connections with. If you just get out there and do different things, Um, be open to new, new ideas and you'll, you'll come up with new ideas yourself
0: and going with your gut and your impulses at least creatively is almost usually a good idea, right? I agree. If you have an impulse, if you have a gut reaction, if you have a passion, like follow it and see where it goes. Even if it's somewhere weird, even if it's somewhere new, even if it's somewhere scary, even if it's somewhere you may not be even comfortable in, like see where it leads you, right? And go from there. Um, We definitely shouldn't be as dismissive as we are. To new ideas and new experiences because they're not safe or uh, not what we're used to. In fact, to the contrary, it just helps you like grow and uh, try new things out.
1: Even if you fell at it, you know, mm. um, a lot of people see failure as a bad thing. And I think it's the complete opposite. I think it's a good thing. I think it helps you grow. Um, you know, I think I think this YouTube thing, while it could very well be another failure in my book um right now it's you know one of the more successful things that I've had in life uh and I'm only 22 you know so there's but I've done you know I've done so many other things so far I you know I was going to be a music teacher and I worked at a web development company and you know I've worked retail and I've I've done all these different things and all those different things have come up with, you know, helped me come up with new ideas and helped me, you know, become the person that I am today. And all that kind of stuff is valuable. And people often see failure as a bad thing when I I think that it's paramount to your, to your success actually.
0: And we've talked about that sort of stuff before. Yeah. Sorry for rehashing a little bit of it to you, but if you're new here, like, this is a common point that me and Zach always bring up usually every couple of episodes. And there is a reason for that is because like society, for whatever reason, culture and where we're at now, for whatever reason, keeps trying to push a narrative of like failure or something bad, going out there and trying new things is bad. Stay in your safe space, stay in your bubble, stay in your like niche. Don't do anything new. Don't do anything crazy, right? Like the world's a scary place, yada, yada, like. No, like it's it's fine, <laughs> right? It's, do what you got to do, man. Um, 100%. It, it'll, it'll only help you. But
1: that that's all cool. I have for
0: ideas. I guess we can move on to the next thing.
1: Yeah, so you have an idea for a video. Um, we were going to go, we, we, we started talking about Let's Plays. Let's just move on to videos in general. Um, and we can okay. kind of... We can kind of bring it into the types of videos that we make and we can we can branch out into metaphors if we need to for other people, you know, other types of content. But we have an idea for a video, which we've talked about a lot now. Um, <laughs> now it's where do you go with that idea? Obviously, mm-hmm. you want to execute on it. You want to turn that idea into a video. Yep. Yeah. What's the first thing you do?
0: So this is, I feel like, where we're going to have a bit of a, a deviation mm. because I have a pretty good feeling of what you do after this point, and mine's a bit different. Usually, if I have an idea and I'm really, like, passionate about it and I really, like, want to get it done, typically I go, like, head first into it. And mm. when I say head first, that does not include a script, usually. <laughs> that does not include me writing anything down. That does not include me brewing it over. That does not include me like, ooh, what what shots do I want to do? Or, ooh, what if I plan this out and plan that? No, I'm talking, I get the idea. How close am I to a camera? And how much time will it take to set up and press go and press record and go? Like that sort of stuff. And typically, like when I do these like recording sessions, basically, I'm trying to get as much of what I find appealing about the idea like out there basically mm. um a lot of midnight vlogs are just like oh i really want to talk about something let me set up the camera let me just turn on the lights hit record and go right and just see where it where it takes me uh, sometimes it'll end up being not that great in which case i have to stop kind of brood over a little bit really think about what i actually want to say then hit record and go again and then sometimes it's like wow this was a really good take i was really passionate about it i got all the energy out like good stop it there perfect let's let's freaking go with it right like that sort of stuff um the same thing is true in monthly battling videos like i know who i'm gonna fight right and i did all the planning as far as like the team stuff and like making the sets and everything but those battles when we're recording them are live basically um i tried doing post-con with some mbl battles and i still do if I have no other choice, but typically I like going live with those just to like react to certain moves, like a critical hit or things like that. Hmm. And so if you have one take with that, you kind of have to go head first into it and have all the energy you have, right? Even if it's like late at night or early in the morning, really going into it is typically how I like to do it. Even for the F-Zero review and the Star Fox 64 review, the first sections that were recorded of that were the live action stuff. Like, I recorded that, like, the night I wanted to do the idea, right?
1: So you didn't um, write any of that script? You didn't write any
0: of that down? Not the live-action stuff, no. Okay. Um, for F-Zero in particular, I Let's Play the Game, right? Did all that. Right. And then, like, either that night or maybe a little bit after, I'm not exactly sure on the time span of that. Because I think I was wearing the same shirt... I wasn't sure. Anyway, (laughs) in that short amount of time span, I recorded all the sections of me on the couch. You know, the story section, the control section, that sort of stuff. Um, And then the gameplay and presentation section weren't filmed until months later because I had to have gameplays like, background footage and because, like, I needed a couple more drafts to go over that and I didn't want to do it on camera, things like that. Mm. Um, But, yeah, usually... For me, once I have that idea, I go head first, try to get as much as I can done right the first time. And then later on, as the weeks and the months go by, kind of refine it a little bit more. I typically don't get the whole video done in that one little time span, but I do get a good chunk of it, and I at least am able to find the heart of the video, um, the part that I really want to come across. And then, like I said, the next weeks and months are just spent refining it and getting it to where I want it to be.
1: Right. So, for me, it's it's pretty different uh, for the most part. Um, the similarities are obviously for Let's Plays, you know. I do all that stuff live. We've talked about that quite extensively, which is why I yep. didn't want to, like, super go into Let's Plays again. Um, but the, that's pretty much the same. Uh, you know, we do a lot of those book recordings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but for... Pretty much any other video that's not a let's play or a podcast, I write a script. Yeah, Um, I write a script for it. It's it's very very script oriented, Um, and then I um, I usually have an idea. I start writing out notes. I'm like, all right, how do I want this video to go? Uh, You know, what what do I want the structure to be? And then I do my best. Uh, almost every video I put out, I like to write the script in one setting. Um, I don't like... I do this with college essays. I did this with high school essays, too. Um, I was really not okay with starting an essay and not finishing it in the same day. So, like, a lot of people are like, that's crazy. It takes me weeks to get an essay done. And, like, for me, like, I was the, kind, <laughs> I was the kind <laughs> of guy that would, like do the essay the night before it was due same Uh, same because i i number one would just get super busy and be like all right i don't have time to do this until the day before is due and be like all right i guess it's time to do it and then also because when i start writing something i like to get into it and make sure i have all of my thoughts at one time um i don't like having fragmented thoughts about stuff i like just getting into it and going um, and usually that's when my best work happens. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've, I've always been fairly good at making sure that my essays are good. So, you know, it's never been, even though that sentence was very grammatically incorrect. Uh, <laughs> my essays are pretty solid. Uh, and my, my scripts are usually pretty solid as well. Now, I will go back and refine them. I usually read it back a couple times depending on the scripts. Um, but not always, Sometime, most of the time actually, after I write it and I'm like, okay, that's good, um, I'll read it back one time, make sure, you know, see if there's anything I want to like go over, and then I will uh, go ahead and record it. Sometimes on the same day, sometimes I like to pump out a few scripts at the same on the same day depending on how many videos I'm working on at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. but that's when, when I'm recording the video, I will do like live, uh, I allow myself to elaborate on the script live. Uh, so, you know, we do have that kind of similarity. I don't always stick to the script 100%. Uh, I find that to be, I find that to be almost disingenuous, um, disingenuine, uh, whatever you want to call it. It, it just, You're right. you know. And it's also hard to do that sometimes, with especially if you're using a camera. If it's just a voiceover, I can usually keep to the script perfectly if I need to be. But even then, there's there's some other stuff that I want to elaborate on. And then for like this most recent Pokemon Waifus video, I definitely, like, there were unplanned stuff that I just, like, came up with. With on the spot while recording it, that didn't, that was not in the script. So a lot of that stuff kind of happens like that.
0: I think we, surprisingly, are a lot similar in the sense that when both mean you have an idea, we go for it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just when we go for it, we go into completely different directions. Agreed. But it's the same, like, overlying principle of like, you get an idea, you go. And then you try to turn it into something. You usually go to start writing. I usually go to start filming something. Anything. Right? Yeah. Um, and part of that is due to the fact that I've never liked writing essays. Mm. Part of the sense. reason I did mine last minute was just because I didn't want to do them. <laughs> and the other part of it is that when I am when I have tried writing scripts, and believe me, there have been occasions where I've tried, um, I get stuck in my own head a lot and I start fighting with myself back and forth about no it should be this no it should be that is that worded correctly is that not worded correctly and i just spend way too much time to the point where i just like lose interest in it like i'm not a very concise or even like to the point writer i'm not a very concise and to the point speaker so you can imagine trying to like r- write that down i get that and make it grammatically correct and have the format down it- is a bit tough it's a lot easier for me to just like say what's on my mind and uh if it's good enough, you know, sometimes that'll end up in the video. A lot of the time, yeah. um, and questions on the couch, too. I forgot to mention it is mostly mostly live, um, unless I mess up something and I got to re-record it.
1: That's the same with my uh, Ask Zach series. Um, as far as writing goes, I, I personally like to write. Um, I, I like I've always liked writing, uh, but I, I think what's I found interesting recently. I watched like a little clip of an interview. Um, between Stephen King and uh, George R. R. Martin, which most people know Stephen King, uh, you know, prolific horror writer. Uh, George R. R. Martin, most people know him, but if you don't, he's done the Game of Thrones series. The big difference between these two writers is that Stephen King has written like almost a 100 books throughout his entire lifetime. and George R. R. Martin has written like five books throughout his whole lifetime. Mm-hmm both have been very successful both have written great books by my understanding I've not read a, I've not read the Game of Thrones but I've read a couple of Stephen King novels um but there's this big uh there's this big difference that some people would be like quality versus quantity lol um but uh it was funny cause George R.R. R. Martin asked Stephen King he was like how the fuck do you write so many books <laughs> and uh Cause, cause he was like, he was like, I often find myself starting to write a page and I go back and I'm like, no, I don't like that. And I redo this and then it's six hours and I've got one sentence and Stephen (laughs) King was like, well, every single day I write for four hours and I write for four hours, no matter what. And I write that entire time and then a couple months later after the book is finished, Writing, then I will go back, and I'll revise stuff. And uh, makes sense. Yeah, so that's how he writes a lot. Um, and Stephen King still puts out quality work. I think the the point here that I'm trying to make is that when it comes to like script writing and stuff, that can help not only you but like people in the audience. Because I know there's a lot of people that deal with this. Um, and if people want to get more into like script writing for their videos and stuff like that, uh, one thing Mm -hmm. that can help you is. Just write as much as you can. Like, give yourself a time limit to, like, write your general idea of what you want your video to be about, and then you can go back and, like, revise it and go from there. And you'll you'll probably get more done that way.
0: Sure. If I do typically do writing, it'll more than likely end up looking like an outline rather than an actual script. Yeah. Uh, if I do have time to, like, sit down and write something, typically it'll be, like, bullet point shit or, like, ooh, I want to tell this joke or, ooh, I want to get this shot and like i'll write down like little bitty details and kind of like an overarching thing when i do write outlines again it uh, didn't happen a lot but when that happens it's pretty good and for most people like if you cannot get into scripts and i know there are some out there try outlines at the very least just to like Agreed. see right like just experiment with stuff honestly um i think another similarity between mine and zach's approach is like you may think, like, wow, that's kind of, like, fast a lot of the time. Like, Zach just kind of gets his idea, and then he gets the script, and then he gets the thing, and he just, like, go, go, go. And Aiden, like, just avoids the script altogether and just, like, starts filming stuff, and it's, like, go, go, go. And, like, uh, some people will I get the feeling rightfully asked, like, why are you so quick? Like, why is everything, like, go, go, go all the time? And basically, um, it has to do with a couple, couple of things. Number one, like, time is money, obviously. yeah like we don't have all the time in the world use it right like get the most value out of it uh number two though is that we've done this for a while and it hasn't always been this short uh starting out at the very least for me that shit took a lot longer (laughs) uh to get anything resembling good and i imagine for a lot of people starting out and they hear like wow you're that quick i wish i could be like that you probably will eventually if you keep doing it long enough um But we sort of have a little bit of that experience under our belt to where we can kind of like hurry up with it and know that what we're doing is the right thing, usually. And and even still, like, there are instances where me and Zach will sit and work on a video for long periods of time, right? Even with all the speed and all the rushing around, there's still videos that take a while to make. Um, So you're not the only one, either. But like, generally, we try to go a little bit quick and move on to the next project and get a video out there and piece the algorithm and on the
1: next project exactly it definitely depends on the type of video right like the pokemon waifus video that script took me like an hour to write um but then like nintendo the history that script took a lot longer because there was a lot of research to put into it um a typical review of like my recap series those scripts would take a few hours because I was watching the movie and writing the script while I was watching the movie. And so that ends up taking a lot longer. Um, So it definitely depends on the type of video as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, I I don't want to say rush the process. Don't rush the process at all. Figure out your own process, obviously. And that's what we're... That's kind of the whole point of the, the, the podcast episode. Um, but it is also important that the more videos you make, the more you get into this, the more serious you get about YouTube, um, the more you want to get faster at the things you do. And the easiest way to do that is to just, is to, you know, put time limits on yourself and, you know, kind of force yourself to do some of the work that you may not want to do as much because most of the time, you're not dealing with creative blocks. You're not dealing with, with oh, I don't know how to write this script. I don't know or, or I don't know how to edit this video. Most of the time, you're picking up your phone and you're going on Twitter too much, and you're not getting the actual work done. Um, and that's <laughs> that's a whole nother topic, but sure, that's important to realize too. A lot of people do do complain and they're like i i can't get as much work done as i'd like to and that's usually what it is
0: yeah or or the other end of it they're they're too committed to the idea right or that yeah
1: they're spending too much time on the idea Mm
0: -hmm. when they like the idea so much that they put like an ungodly amount of work and then we don't see anything from it right like yeah there definitely is a reverse case scenario where people spend like too much time and to go back to, like, me and Zach kind of usually going pretty quickly is, like, when the video's done, the video is done, my guy. You know, like, there's no, like, you sure, you can go back and edit it, but once it's, like, uploaded, it's there for people to see. And we can't really, like, dwell on that or, like, make a bunch of alterations or whatever unless there's something, like, broken, obviously. That's Typically, true. we're trying to move on to the next thing. And part of the reason that is is because neither me or Zach are really married or committed to the idea, right? Like... We take the project, we work on it, we do the best we can, we upload it and then it's done and then we move on and do the next thing. We keep going, right? We're always creatively looking for the next project and trying new things out and being satisfied by that and moving on to the next thing. We're not spending months or years even working on one thing. You um, have
1: to. You have that to. That would drive us crazy. <laughs> you know, I and I'll, I'll give the example again, Nintendo the history, you know, is this seven year project that's never really been completed. And it's because I was married to the idea too long and sure. That's not the only reason. And there's excuses that I have the reason, you know, it never really went anywhere yet. But most of the reasons are because I was married to the idea and I didn't put in the work. Uh, And even now the last video I had came out three months ago. That was supposed to be the beginning of a new monthly series. And here I am. So, you know, again, excuses, excuses, excuses. But at the end of the day, you got it. You got to move fast enough to where you're not too focused on the idea, because if you don't, then you're going to you're just going to get stuck. Right. And and that's that's worse than
0: than having a bad video. And that's the last thing we want you to do in your process, right? It's not really a process if you get stuck on it halfway through and you have to start over again, right? Like that's not a process. That's just you wasting three hours and having to redo all your work. Like that's not what we want you to do. Like once you have an idea, we want you to like be good enough to be able to execute on it and move on to the next thing. Even if it's not perfect, even if it's not what you expected it to be, even if you thought you could have done maybe like a little bit better on it, all that sort of stuff. Like that's cool. Keep that idea in the back of your head, move on to the next thing, right? You can all, you always have time to come back to it. You always Mm -hmm. have time to revisit an idea. You're never like forced (laughs) to just do it once and then leave. Like you can come back later, but like keep moving. Exactly. There's no need to uh, stall. And we're saying this mainly like to help you like physically, (laughs) like not waste three hours on one thing, but it'll help you mentally create uh, creatively as well. It's not oh yeah, stuck on one sh- thing
1: forever. Yeah. One of the things I like about uh, I like about the video process, and this kind of gets into, you know, moving on from the scripting and the recording side of things to the editing side of things, is that usually an idea evolves. So when you when you're married to the idea too much, it usually stays the exact same idea. You don't really get any new revelations. You don't really get anything that could make the idea better. You're just like, oh, this is such a great idea, and I could do do so much with it. And then you marinate on it too long, and you just don't do anything with it. Yeah. But when you start working on a script, or when you start recording yourself talking about whatever the idea is, and then you start editing it, usually that idea gets better with time. And, that's fair to say. Yeah, that's what I like. That's one of the things I like about the video process. Is not only are you seeing your idea come to life, which is not going to happen if you waste around too much time, but also usually it, it could even be better than the idea that you had to start off with.
0: Right. Typically the ideas that like don't change from like the starting point of like coming up with the idea all the way to releasing the video can be some of the most boring to work on <laughs> mm-hmm. because you know everything, right? Like you know exactly what you want to do and then you just do it and then you edit it and there's no surprises. There's no anything interesting. There's nothing to challenge you creatively. You just kind of like work on the video and you upload it and you're like, eh, that was all right. Nothing amazing, right? Just sort of like a, a run of the day experience, like whatever. Typically some of the most fun I've had in editing is, is an idea that like, I didn't have like a lot of expectations for maybe like I wanted to try something new with it or challenge myself with some editing technique or whatever. Mm -hmm. And by the time it got to editing, I could change and add so much to it to sort of make it my own that the idea was still interesting. Even hours later, like as I was editing it, even hours later after like I uploaded it, like it was still fresh and interesting to me. Despite all the work I'd put into it, despite all the time I had spent with the idea By the end of it, I was still like in love and interested with it because it changed, because it evolved. It didn't stay the same, didn't stay stagnant. It wasn't boring the whole way through. Like, no, like I took the idea and turned it into my own fun and interesting thing. And it kept me sane while I had to edit and (laughs) do all the boring shit attached to it. (laughs) Right. And
1: because, you know, part of editing is boring. You know, not every single little thing is exciting. Um, Going through the footage that you just recorded... It's like 45 minutes long for this 10 minute video. It's not fun. (laughs) It's usually really boring. Uh, but it's what you can do after that that gets to be exciting. Um, so I know for me, for my process, I like to as soon as possible, sometimes it's right after I record the video. I like to get through that what I kind of call like pre-editing phase as soon as possible, I like to plop it in the, the the editor and just like, like all right, let's go, let's get this done with. Because even if I can't get anything else done on this video today, I know that the next day that I work on it, like it's on to the fun stuff, right? Or at least you know the more fun than listening to myself talk for forty five minutes and editing. Out <laughs> the
0: shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing about editing. You have to, on multiple occasions, find ways to keep yourself sane a lot of the time. (laughs) And for some people, that means, like, listening to music while you're going through the video side of things, or taking a break when things get too boring, or doing like Zach does and literally, like, taking a part of it and then leaving it and coming back the next day, or, uh, or, you know, a mind of things where, like, I want to try something new and weird with it, and that's what keeps me sane is the challenge of, like, trying something new. Yeah. or or messing with color correction or, uh, you know, adding a filter to it or, you know, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll, you know, I keep bringing up this Pokemon video just because it's the most recent thing that I've done and I I think it's one of the most advanced type of videos I've done just because there's so much that I put into this thing. Um, but it, it really ended up being like this. I... Recorded it, or I I did the script one day and then I recorded it the next day and put it into the editor and did all the pre editing really quickly. Started putting in clips and started finding stuff, but didn't get a lot done that day. And then a week later, I got back into it and I was like, all right, I gotta get this done. But it ended up turning into like this 15, 16 hours of not just me, okay, I gotta get this done, but also me, like, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do this little cool thing. Oh, I've got this idea. I could also pull this out. And so it was more than just taking the original idea, you know. Oh, I'm going to make a top 10 Pokemon waifus, and that's funny. Um, Not just me taking the original script and the original recording and using that, but also me finding like these bizarre Pokemon anime clips that I'd never seen before and using them and doing some weird edits with them. Or Mm -hmm. even like there was this one thing that I found that I was like, like my reaction to it was so strong that I decided to record myself uh, reacting to it. And I ended up putting that into the video. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, this post-production side of things, there's so much more that you can do with it than just taking what you previously recorded and edit it.
0: Right. You can really turn it into a a whole new thing if you really want to. And, uh again it'll help you stay invested throughout the rest of the project editing gives you a lot of time to think
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. because
0: you're doing a lot of the same shit over and over again and in that time to think you can typically get a lot of new ideas to add mm. so it'll be editing right and you'll be going over your video and you'll be like man this part's kind of boring i wonder if i could do something to like spice this up a little exactly. bit exactly and then you're like oh hey new idea let me go film this little section and then come back and edit it and then you'll be like oh that was good then you keep editing again, you're like, oh, this section's also kind of boring. To- I wonder, you know, like, this, like, conversation <laughs> with yourself as you're editing a video, what would re- start out as, like, a 10-minute video turns into, like, this 20-minute fucking extravaganza of weird shit on the screen. and And, that, and that's going with the idea that, like, projects aren't static. They don't stay the same from beginning to end. They're fluid. They change. They evolve. They go through phases. They end up getting cancelled or they're brought back into something new. Or like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um it's never really dead. It never really stays the same. And if it does for you, and if it feels like that for you, um, like it felt for me and Zach on several occasions doing Let's Plays over and over again, where you really couldn't have a lot of room to <laughs> creatively. Uh that's when you want to try doing some more advanced or, or tougher projects or something outside your comfort zone is when you've like reached that point of like, Oh, I kind of know what to do and there really isn't nothing for me to learn anymore. I'm kind of just going through the motions now. And that's very much not fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. If I had kept with let's plays, I think I would have quit by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know that I think that's the truth, but yeah, absolutely. Um, My, you know, my Q&A series, Ask Zach, started as a, I'm gonna be like these other YouTubers and this would be a great way to interact with my audience. Uh, And it slowly devolved into, uh, how can I, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) how can I edit every episode to make it seem like that I'm going just a little bit more crazy? Um, And it's working. Oh, yeah. It's definitely working. It's a treat. It's a treat.
0: Yeah. Everything you need to watch, like, a lost. playlist of all of them in a row just to see, like, how bad it gets. Because <laughs> the there's, the, the, there's
1: the original, like, ones on Swedish and Games right. that, like, started off with, like, here's a little funny edit, LOL, uh, here and there. But most of it was just me talking for 20 minutes. It's boring as shit, probably. Unless you're, like, really invested in me. And I'm like, I don't even think my parents are that invested in me. Um, <laughs> but, like, the newer ones are just fucking... I think the last one I put out didn't even have a real question. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I have a shit the, audience, but
0: also... <laughs> so. The bits in those videos are always great. Yeah. Little inside jokes and shit like that is what keeps me coming back to a lot of those. Yeah. Usually.
1: Yeah, I like them. I like making them They're
0: too. I fine, fine to be a treat. But it was also yeah, like, like,
1: you know, it got boring to just edit the same fucking thing. Like I could just do those uncut and edit them that way easily Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but i was like or i could you know make them something a little special
0: sure and there's definitely like a best case scenario type thing like do i need to spend like 20 hours editing an update video when really the important thing is just the information like no not necessarily you want to make it look nice obviously but there's really no need to like go super crazy on an update video or go like super crazy on like a a let's play if that's what you do right? right um But if you have a project that you really care about and you really want to see the idea go to its fullest potential, like, go ahead, take time, do weird shit, like, see where it goes. Again, um, kind of the theme we're getting here is to sort of uh, be risky and be experimental and try weird shit out.
1: Agreed. Because it'll
0: only help you in the long run.
1: Just an editing question. About how long do you think it takes for you to,
0: to edit your videos? Ooh, I don't know, actually. That's a good question. It just varies a lot of the time. From video to video, project to project. I think that's
1: hottest for me, too.
0: Yeah. Let's Play stuff obviously doesn't take that long when I edit them. Um, Aside from Mario Odyssey versus, that takes a little bit more time just because of the syncing, really. Yeah, Um, that's fair. But once that part's done, it's usually pretty easy. Questions on the couch used to be, like, super quick until I started showing the questions. And then I had to, like... Go to OBS and like record all the questions and then like put them into where I need them to go and like that took like a good bit of time. Oh yeah, usually, uh, and then Blue Catch production stuff is usually like a couple of days. I don't, I don't know, it just depends.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I know, but, you know, it, it definitely varies for me as well depending on the types of videos, um, but I also find that I procrastinate sometimes. <laughs> Oh, that's true. So like I could definitely get more stuff done if I just kind of just like sit there and I'm like, all right, I got three hours to get this video done, get it done. Um, and maybe I don't, maybe I'm not able to get it done in those three hours, but I at least made more progress in those three hours than I would have had I not have set that time limit for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though if you love making videos, it doesn't mean that you're not going to avoid doing it sometimes. <laughs>
0: Sure. Even the stuff you love can can turn into work if you if you let it, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's a pretty
0: basic idea. I feel
1: absolutely. Um, I think also for me, editing wise, I try to get uh, the easy shit done earlier in the week. So, like, let's play stuff. I try to get done on the weekends for the gaming channel. I try to get it done as quickly as I can. Um, I'm trying to get ahead on that stuff so I don't have to worry about it. So I can, like, you know, get my own stuff done. Um, Podcast, I would say i I get ahead on that shit. But then, like, last night, I actually edited <laughs> the episode. Or the, the night before, I edited the episode that came out um, on Sunday. So, but that doesn't take a lot of time. So, you know, I can spend 30 minutes here making sure that the audio is synced, making sure that the audio is mastered while I'm watching another video on YouTube, you know, so
0: Hmm.
1: not, not that big of a deal. Um, But yeah. Fair Um, enough. And then I get a lot of my editing ideas just by watching a lot of different videos. Um, I, I watch a lot of YouTube and especially early on by like a couple of years ago when I was trying to get more into editing and I was trying to figure out, you know, how do I do this thing? How do I do this thing? I was like studying some of my, my favorite YouTubers, um, trying to figure out how they did certain things. And I still do that. And if I see a cool thing in a video, I'm like, how can I do that? and uh, just, just looking up a couple tutorials, figuring out what they call it, and uh, it goes a long way.
0: Definitely goes a Definitely. long way. Yeah, and editing too is something you gotta keep in mind. It's obviously a skill that like grows, so. Yes. When you're starting out, you're not expected to be able to do a lot other than like, basic cuts and some basic audio editing, and for many, that's fine, right? Like The important thing is that the video is like visible and you can watch it and there's not like technical difficulties like that's the main practical purpose of editing Mm. all the shit we're talking about is like stuff you can come across in like your second or third year when you want to try to visually spice things up not necessarily things are they're required per se but really go a long way into uh, making you stand out from the crowd and from other youtube videos as a result but if you're just starting out man like do yourself a little bit of basic cuts here and there get comfortable with that and then work your way up to some of the more the more tougher stuff obviously it'll depend from person to person usually exactly. like a lot of this video process stuff does actually now i think about it
1: exactly and maybe we'll try to do a full video um our full episode on on video editing if we can figure out how exactly we want to do that since jay did recommend that topic um we'll mm-hmm. figure out what we can do with it exactly but yeah, that's the video editing process, um, the video editing section of things. Uh, the next thing for me is usually the thumbnail. Um, and most of the time <laughs> I'm making the thumbnail while the video is uploading.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a real bad, bad way to do it.
1: So that happens. Uh, not, not as often as it used to be, um... Sometimes I'll be in the middle of making the video and I'll be like, oh, you know what? I have this idea for the thumbnail. And I'll be like, oh, let me go do this thumbnail right quick because I'm trying to get into like more clickable thumbnails and all that kind of stuff lately. Um, Mm -hmm. But also it helps to have templates for for your thumbnails. Having everything look somewhat similar uh, but still stand out against each other, especially for like let's plays and all that kind of stuff it's very very easy to do that but you know
0: for blue catch productions i took a good bit of time getting a uh, template for all the thumbnails made and done before i like worked on videos mainly so like the whole triangle thing that i used to have was done before i started working on a lot of the tougher videos and that became sort of a pattern as it kept going with the like Hawaiian stuff in the background and all that sort of thing really working on like the aesthetic and the layout of each thumbnail before I started making videos really helped me on the long run because like once a video was done editing I already had the format and the template I just popped a couple images in there added way too much fucking drop shadow and called it a day (laughs) so (laughs) yeah that was me but I, I even had things like backgrounds planned text planned uh, the size plan, like, every every little detail beforehand, usually. I try to do all that before the video is done. And you may even notice, too, if you look at any top ten videos I've done, the thumbnail is usually in the video. Um, yeah. So the top ten Smash Brothers characters, Johto Pokemon, Kanto Pokemon, the thumbnail is actually in there. Of course, now it's kind of, like, invalid because they've all changed recently, but uh, it's still there, so...
1: Do you, ever have, uh, do you ever have moments where you make a thumbnail and you're like, no, I don't like that one, I'm going to do a different one? or Because you have this kind of template going throughout your whole channel, do you have, usually have it set in I
0: usually like the template. There are some occasions where I post it on the Discord or I look back and see it on the YouTube channel and been like, man, that kind of looks a little shitty. So I'll like change it like a minute or two after the video came out yeah. just to make it something that looks a little bit better. Because what looked good in GIMP turns out didn't look good. And other places and sometimes after have to readjust the drop shadow or the text or things like that. So I'll readjust it and then add it, add a new one back and all that sort of stuff. Aside from those cases though, typically I just like doing them all by series or by batch. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to work on rebranding the Blue Catch Productions thumbnails, I'm going to do all of them usually like near each other just so they're all uniform. That makes sense. I like having all mine clean and like you clearly know what each one is and they're all color coded and shit. saves
1: a lot for sure i know for me i tend to um especially here lately you basically thumbnails is is a whole nother like set of skills that you have to have as a youtuber it's like if you thought editing was a skill that you need to have you also need to have graphic design um you know because having one skill is not enough um (laughs) So it's something that you kind of grow, as well, just like editing. Um, I've mm-hmm. I've gotten much better at making thumbnails over the last couple of years than I have before that, you know. Um, so I'll I'll make a couple of thumbnail designs usually and try to figure out what I want to do best. Um, sometimes I'll change thumbnails a couple months later, a week later. It just depends depends on whether or not i still like what's there uh but i'm kind of good with what i have now especially since i'm about to move forward into this new show idea i've got to make a whole new set of like figuring out exactly how that template is going to go and then figuring out how i can make each each thumbnail uh just you know a little bit more unique against each other well
0: that's one of the benefits too of um having let's plays is that you know what series you're going to do, so you can get all the thumbnails done, typically, in a very short amount of time, and you don't even have to worry about it, right? Yeah. Long-form series and content. Great. You can just have all those thumbnails done, and you're good, and you can move on, as opposed to other channels that do, like, one-video-a-week type stuff where, like, each one has to be similar to the last one, but also different enough to stand out, right? Um, Scott the Woz in particular does a pretty good job of this, of, like, typically every thumbnail is going to have that blue little rectangle in there and typically it's going to have Scott somewhere in there yeah aside from that though you have no idea what you're going to get usually <laughs> random images on the screen random text on the screen sometimes they're aligned different ways sometimes <laughs> it's kind of a re- mess shadows. but it works like yeah yeah consistency in a few elements but usually each thumbnail is different from the last um Gerard's bl- branding on the completionist and that new game plus and all that shit's pretty good too where all of that stuff is so uniform. Like, you get the completionist logo, you get, like, the game, basically, and Gerard's head somewhere on it, usually. Or him, like, doing a pose, or, like, uh, you know, fitting into the role, or whatever, having a beard on it, basically. It's all this, like, really cartoony, really nice-looking yeah, thumbnails. He like they're all super consistent with each other.
1: He, like, commissioned somebody to do the artwork for it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, For the Lions on our gaming channel... I did all the the artwork for that. So we have like all the the faces of of everybody that's in the series um, on those. And then I just got like a background and made those like simple as fuck because I spent all the time on the artwork and I was like, all right, we're going to make those simple. Um, But I think I think simple works on thumbnails. And I think a lot of people typically overdo thumbnails more so than uh, more so than the opposite it's usually I'm pretty
0: I'm pretty sterile and stable and like clean to a fault usually yeah where I'll, I'll much prefer like a clean looking thumbnail over like something exciting and interesting sometimes which, like, is, which
1: is good I think
0: and, and that can be a fault to some case but like on the other hand I like being able to look at a video and being like what is this again oh yeah that series this thing cool right there's no guessing with my thumbnails you kind of know exactly what the fuck you're getting right away and I appreciate that
1: Yeah, I had some thumbnails back in the day that were like, let me throw 30 different things on this thumbnail. And all it is is, like, let's play Ocarina of Time. Like, calm down, Zach. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Just throw a logo on it and call it a day. (laughs) Yeah, I I know there was a couple thumbnails specifically that were just just awful. But that channel's dead now, so it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. yeah, thumbnails are important. Obviously, we're gonna talk all about that next week. So get hype for the SEO. Oh yeah, SEO.
0: <laughs> Boy, we could spend a whole episode on graphic design stuff. We could, which is interesting too, because like I've never taken a class on it until like just now. That's cool. You're taking a class <laughs> so on it's interesting. I'm taking like media design stuff, so it goes over like principles and all that sort of stuff, elements and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and like um, yeah, you really do learn those lessons on your own figuring it out by yourself um, then you would in class. The only difference is, like, you got to make a lot of shitty thumbnails by yourself before you can get something good. Oh, uh, yeah. class, You can take the class and, like, know what you're doing, right, basically. So
1: Also, uh, turns out MS Paint doesn't help out. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought that it's actually a shitty
0: program for four-year-olds? That's the Denku Franku aesthetic right there, boy. Turns out uh, (laughs) that
1: when when I was four and I used that program, that I was the target audience, and that I shouldn't have used it when I was 16 and started making thumbnails for my YouTube channel. Who would have thought? Yeah. But that's that's the video making process. Um, And then, because after thumbnails are done, um, I upload my video, I do my SEO, which we'll talk about next week. Yeah, get hyped. And uh, put it in playlists and market it.
0: Yep. And oh, that's not really video process not stuff. Video it could process, all be their own It just episodes. kind of
1: happens. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, if you want to hear about marketing, marketing one. exactly. <laughs> Go listen to that.
0: We're on the same wavelength there. Hell yeah. Is there anything else that we wanted to mention? Maybe something that didn't get covered as much or any like additional little wiki dads, or.
1: Um, so we kind of talked about it during the YouTube burnout episode. We've talked about it before, but one of my big things in my video making process is I do like to do things in bulk. Um, so if I can bulk write scripts, I do that. If I can bulk record things, I do that. If I can bulk edit things, I do that. I can bulk make thumbnails. I'll do that. Um, bulk uploading, bulk rendering, like literally as much bulk stuff as I can do. I do it um especially with the let's play stuff um and i'm hoping to do that with this new show that i'm working on because if i don't that show's going to be hell to, to produce <laughs> hell yeah um other than that like literally the biggest thing that you just want to do is just, uh Gary V says this a lot and it's macro macro patience micro speed And basically what that means is get fast at your day-to-day stuff so you know during your process figure out the things that are gonna make you faster learn your keyboard shortcuts for your editing software Uh, learn how to batch make thumbnails there's just like if all your thumbnails for a let's play series are the exact same there's a tutorial out there that shows you exactly how to take a text document Write the numbers one through thirty down on the text document, plug it into an algorithm. It'll shoot out thirty thumbnails for you instead of you having to save them back to back. It's really awesome. Found this out like three years ago. Saves a lot of time. Um, learn these like little things that are going to make you become quicker. Or uh, figure out presets for your editing software. Figure out uh, maybe maybe you write faster in the morning, and you're able to record better in the evening you know whatever it may be figure out the little quirks that you need to figure out to make your process quicker so that you can spend more time making content in the long run
0: agreed uh one of my tips kind of going off the speed point is a something i like to do is to have all my equipment on standby usually. Mm-hmm. And what that means is if I have an idea and I'm really passionate about it, like I mentioned earlier, I want to go all in on it. I want to record. I want to get as much like in video form as I can. And if my equipment isn't ready and I have to spend like 80 minutes setting up all this shit, then I'm going to lose that passion. I'm going to lose that momentum. And I'm going to have a worse video as a result. So something I like to do is the webcam is always plugged in. The microphone's always plugged in. The camera usually has a battery that's almost always already charged, so all i got to do is put it in there and you're good to go. Uh, Back when I had a bigger room, even, all the consoles were set up and hooked up, so that all I had to do was turn one on and then I would be on the Elgato and I could just start recording. Now, not as much because I don't have the room, so I only do like one console at a time. But I do have the Super Nintendo ready whenever I do get around doing that. Yeah. Having your equipment uh at the ready can save you so much time um and learning it too right like learning what your microphone does learning what your webcam does learning your camera and your equipment do that now so you don't have to waste like fucking two hours of your video making process getting that shit to work just so you can get to like the fun video stuff right like learn learn that stuff first obviously That'll help you so
1: much in the long run. So many times years, like one through five, (laughs) you know, it's just like learning your equipment, learning your software, You're like, oh, how do I do this thing? How do I do this thing? Um, The reasons I'm able to pump out a video in like a day if I need to is because I know my software, I know my equipment, I can record a video in 15 minutes, you know, it's these things that, that really do save you an enormous amount of time. Um, I'm even like considering so I've got this bookshelf in my room and I got it set up so that I could record uh, videos in front of that but in order for me to record that I have to move around so many things to get my microphone right next to my face I have to like stack it on like some containers and stuff and I have to get my lights set up it's a pain in the ass so I'm either going to have to record this daily show I'm even to have I'm either going to have to, like, record a few days in a row, like, in one day, which I'm going to plan on doing anyways, or I might just have to ditch the idea of recording in front of this thing and just stick to the webcam, because that's going to burn me out if I can't get that situated in a way that I can just kind of pick up and go if I need to record that day.
0: One of the smartest things I ever did was, again, back when I had a bigger room. Is I was resubjoining my room and I realized that I didn't have enough room for both my couch and my computer chair because mm-hmm. the couch takes up a lot of room and a lot of space. And either I had the couch there or I had the computer chair there, it was one or the other, basically. And I thought to myself, hmm, what if I use my couch as said computer chair? And you may be thinking, like, Aiden, like, what well, it's not a big deal, who gives a shit, basically. <laughs> uh, what ended up happening though is because. I film a lot of videos in front of the couch. Blue couch reviews, questions on the couch, even midnight vlogs to a certain extent. Having my couch as a computer chair meant that I could just turn on the camera and literally have my background right there in front of me. I didn't have to move shit around. I didn't have to set everything up. The lights were literally right beside the bed, so I could just turn them on one, two. We are going to get to recording, right? Right. Because before... I had to get out of my computer chair. I had to set everything up on the wall where the couch was, meaning the lights, the camera, the webcam, everything. Test it a few times, make sure it was working, and like walk physically back and forth, back mm-hmm. to the computer, back to the set, back to the computer, back to the set, all the shit. With a couch as a computer chair, I'm right there. I can access everything. I can mess with everything. webcam's good. This is good, this is good. Background's already good, already thought of that, go. And unfortunately it didn't last too long because smaller rooms and shit like that. But like, and obviously I don't have it in this college apartment, although I've thought about it before or the college dorm, although I've thought about it before. Um, but that was a really good idea that saved me a lot of time and was one of the few advantages of having furniture <laughs> as a mascot, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Um, and I've, I'm even thinking about like moving my desk away from this wall. And just like pushing it closer to my bookshelf so that I can put my tripod behind my desk and have it set up that way. And I might do that. Um, It just depends on if the cord's long enough to reach the, you know, the wall so it can be plugged in. But, you know, figuring out these little things that'll make your life easier in the long haul so that you can record more. So that you, you know, because we've talked about, about it before a lot of people make excuses and they're like I can't do this thing because you know I have to set this equipment up all you know it takes 30 minutes 45 minutes to set up equipment and I only have an hour to record a video how am I going to make videos figure out a way to set up the equipment faster right like it's the it's the small things it really is the small things that'll make it quicker and it'll make things easier for you
0: they add up super quickly too in terms of time yes it can get away from you in all sorts of crazy ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's that's all I got. Um, yeah. Uh, in, unless you've got an, a solution on how to shut ideas off from my brain, <laughs> because that's the <laughs> that's the thing I need.
0: <laughs> I don't think I'm a neuroscientist nor a psychiatrist. So. Well,
1: yeah. I need any one of those.
0: I'm out of luck on, on, on those two things. But anyways... So that was pretty much uh, all I had, too, by the way. So cool. We're good.
1: Well, let's get into those comment, please.
0: You ready? Those sweet, sweet commentos. Hell yeah. Never gets old. All right. I guess I'll always ask this like I usually do. Any from the emails or the Twitters or We don't have platforms.
1: anything.
0: Unfortunately. Sad boys, meaning we're just on YouTube today, everybody. But
1: I will say, uh, we have almost hit 1,000 plays on uh, Anchor through wow. all the different uh, podcast platforms. So that's pretty cool.
0: That is really dope, actually. Right, right before episode 32. Yeah,
1: it's pretty awesome.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: All right, let's go in comments. Um, I I'll go ahead and read uh, Calfro's comment.
0: All right, and this episode was released a day ago, so there might be new ones that'll be added to this. And yes. if we don't read yours, we'll we'll get to it at some point. We usually do. Exactly.
1: Calfro says, "Question of the day." He answered our question of the day. He says, "Yes, I get burnout about five times a month. It's always been a thing for me. I find taking a personal day usually helps." Although I'm not grinding out videos every day, every week, or even month, re- or every month recently, YouTube has always been a hobby for me, so I try not to take it too seriously, but seriously enough that I'd like to take, I'd like to see some growth.
0: That's a sweet middle ground you got going on there.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I, I think it's important too because a lot of people um, oftentimes are like, I really want to get a lot of subscribers on YouTube. I want to grow. Then they're like, but I'm not putting out a lot of videos. Um, One thing with Calfro that I think is really cool is he's got like this self awareness thing going on where he's he knows that it's just a hobby. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's got you know, he's got his day job and he knows what he's doing and he's got his life. Um, But YouTube is his hobby. And he's like, if it goes somewhere, that's cool. Um, I yeah, I would like to see some growth, but I understand that I'm not able to put out the quantity of videos that YouTube wants me to do, but I'm still going to put out videos every once in a while because I like doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's, I think a lot of people could, you know, could find some value in just understanding that, you know, maybe YouTube is just a hobby for you and
0: that's okay. I think the people that bother me and this isn't Cal at all. In fact, he seems to have found where he wants to be. Right. Um, but the people that bother me specifically are the people who say, I do YouTube as a hobby, and therefore I'm allowed to use that as an excuse for why I'm not getting growth and other such things, right? Like they put that limit of, oh, it's just a hobby on themselves instead of facing those deeper rooted problems that, that are facing them, where they'll be like, yeah, I'm not growing and I'm not getting anywhere and I really wish this would change and this would change and the algorithm sucks and yada 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 and oh yeah, I would do better, but this is just a hobby for me so I can ignore it. Like, don't complain (laughs) then if it's just a hobby. If it's just something fun for you, then treat it as something fun for you. If you are going into it with the intention to get viewers and subscribers and all this other stuff then it's, you know, it's not really a hobby at that point. Or at least if it is, you can't, like, use it as a shield to complain about all the shit that you're doing wrong, basically. And, and that's kind of the thing I appreciate about, like, Kalfra was like, yes, he says it's a hobby. That's what he does. He has all this other thing going on. But he's still serious enough and aware enough that, like, he still has to try, even on a hobby, to get those videos seen and to get other people to watch them and to put enough effort into them basically. He's not using the fact that it's a hobby as a crutch. He's using it to his benefit, and that and that's what I appreciate here more than anything, because I see so many, on Twitter especially, I don't know what Twitter's going on, just YouTubers who, like, complain about shit and then use the I'm a hobby defense to, like, block all of it away, and it kind of, it's been annoying me recently. Yeah,
1: um, a lot of people are like, I'm a... Uh... You know, I'm an artist and I want to put these videos out because I'm an artist and it's just who I am and I got to create. But I don't care if I don't, you know, make anything of it. Oh, but also, YouTube, give me money. (laughs) Like, all right. So, first off,
0: calm down. (laughs) That's a nice, dumb way to dumb down what I just said in like one simple (laughs) little thing. But like, it it happens all the
1: time. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's like, first off, you can uh, you can make videos right. all the time for yourself mm-hmm. and never upload them to YouTube. That's true. And there's your hobby. Ta-da. B- but if you upload videos on YouTube, that means you want them to be seen. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. If you're uploading to YouTube, that means you're wanting them to be seen. If you're uploading them to YouTube in any capacity, that means that you, you think that there's a chance... That you could turn this into something more than a hobby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh I mean it, again, this isn't this isn't talking to Calfro at all. This is just in general. Sure. Like there's a lot of people sure. that are like, I want this hobby, but it's I want it to be more than a hobby. I was I was the same way. You know, I literally was like, I want this to, you know, this is my hobby, but I'd love for it to be something more than that. And when I was ready to buckle down and get serious about it, I buckled down and got serious about it, you know?
0: It's just the idea for me that like, because it's a hobby, I don't have to try. Because it's a hobby, I don't have to learn about editing. Because it's a hobby, I don't have to get into the SEO. Or because it's a hobby, I don't have to try as hard. Like, no, still, still try, still do things that are interesting, still grow, obviously. Just because it's a hobby, that should be like a benefit, not a curse. Not something that you have to go back on every two seconds when someone calls you out for, like, lazy videos or something like that. Like, no, own up to it. Like, grow. Improve. Honestly. Um, Exactly. You having a channel as a hobby is is not the end, and it's not an excuse either. I'm tired of people seeing it as such. Um, And really, what it comes down to is just a lack of self-awareness and knowing that CalFro has that is, like, a big step in the right direction. Yeah. More than anything
1: agreed also me and Capra both know that when he says he gets burnout five times a month he actually is getting burnout every single day he knows what I'm talking about wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> anyways
0: bad luck mad luck
1: um in terms of the, the being burnout thing uh taking personal days like he said so, like we said super important um mm-hmm. I, I slept like almost all day yesterday and uh, even though I was up all day the night before I was like you know what I'm just gonna call it a date and I did that and now for like the next what's today September until the end of the year and all of 2019 I'm not taking any more breaks <laughs> that's the plan <laughs> <You> say that <laughs> I say, say that. that I say that and then next week I'm gonna be like I'm playing clone hero all day uh, no that th- we'll see what happens but basically uh, taking breaks are good if you get burnt out it's usually best to take a step back like we said and, and kind of figure out what's burning you out and you know taking the right steps to, to resolving that so that you're not burnt out in the future like we mentioned last time
0: I agree great comment Capro
1: gonna read this uh, <laughs> <laughs> patient comment
0: this tablet
1: <laughs> have you uh, have you read any of it yet
0: i have yeah okay it's a it's a winner to be sure it's uh, patient patient writes i'm not gonna look at that watch time tracker i usually have youtube on throughout the day as background noise to fill the void within my depressed unmotivated <laughs> and lazy soul that's a mood right there so so
1: patient has been like i i, I think she's reverted back to like her 14 year old self Lately, cause <laughs> every single time I go on Twitter, I see like, cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. <laughs> I'm like, calm <laughs> down. Mad love. Uh,
0: anyways, nah. she continues.
1: I feel that shit.
0: <laughs> so it's probably around 18 hours a day. I get it. If I see how much of my life I've wasted on YouTube, I'm just gonna get more depressed and watch even more of it. I heavily relate to both of your Twitter struggles, Thanos Car. Once you're caught up with everything, you want to keep refreshing oh, until something new pops in. Glad to know Aiden is on the same and objectively correct page with me regarding the Pokemon Let's Go. It's bad Zanch finally <laughs> top top five Skyrims, a task previously thought impossible. Just listening to this is making me want to watch it again, Thanos Car.
1: <laughs> Feel free to rewatch that video as many times as you want. It gets me watch time, baby.
0: It's a winner. <laughs> anyway she continues oh god burnout is probably one of the worst things to deal with creatively IMO it's like hitting a big fuck off brick wall I usually deal more with burnout outside of the creative field since I try not to overdo anything to avoid br- burnout any creative burnout I do deal with can usually be handled with just taking a break maybe a day or two and coming back to the fresh perspective however if it's a single project that lasts over a couple of months that's when the issues start coming in Getting frustrated with that project is extremely demotivating. Having people around you to encourage and motivate you is extremely beneficial. Trying to get out of that creative run on your own is very difficult. Take breaks from the project. Do some short, fun things with your creative medium to remember why you're doing it. Some good shit there. I agree. Some really good shit there. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, wrap it up there. Uh, I take showers daily, every morning. <laughs> I'm glad. Praise be. Another shower taker has joined the cold. Everybody, let's all join the, the cold taking showers every morning. We'll become a better society. Thanos car. Gengar guy is starting to challenge me and making the biggest comments. Guess I'll have to start breaking out the Bible once again. It's get it. Thanos car. Ain't nobody taking my crown. We're about to have a comment. War. Question of the day. Answered it in my comment. Question number. Da- <laughs> Question of the day number two. It's not. I'd explain more, but I don't need to. It's bad. I'll save that comment for a later date, Mr. Sanch snitchender <laughs> Thanos car. <laughs>
1: God Eden uh, does not have Tourette's. He wasn't just saying Thanos car randomly. Um, patient just decided to
0: put it in her comment like six times. See the thing about this is like we recorded this a week ago and already in that time Thanos car is now a dead meme. And Bongo Cat is the true real smart meme. Bongo Cat is should have put That's <laughs> in, in this comment. That's a
1: fucking meme. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh I wanted to bring up one more thing before we end the podcast. Um, well, I'll go ahead and say this this little paragraph about the, uh, you know, the only paragraph that matters in her comment about the burnout thing. Uh, very important. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, trying to figure out, you know, why you got into what you're doing in the first place is super helpful. Can get you re re-motivated and and back yeah. into the thing you're doing.
0: You're kind of like taking it back to your roots, almost. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Sort of going back to the start of like, why did I even get into this in the first place, and then going from there. It can be helpful, and it's definitely a tip that we did not mention in the last episode. So appreciate it as well. Impatient next time. There better be like a huge comment about Pokemon. Let's go! I swear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I wanted to bring up. I got a I got a uh, a nice little DM on Instagram, and I get these shit like pretty frequently on instagram or twitter or facebook or whatever dude sent me his youtube right. channel and was like sub for sub with like four different <laughs> emojis <laughs> okay okay every single time i see a sub for sub i like send the same little response i'm like hey dude sub for sub isn't good you know it doesn't help you hoping you know that i'll help somebody is most people are gonna either go do the sub for sub or they're just gonna ignore them so i'm like hoping that I can help somebody you know that's what this podcast right. is for. The dude responds with, Okay. <laughs> That's it. I got like this two paragraphs yes. of... I I even ended <laughs> with, I wish you the best of luck, man. He says, Okay. Oh, man. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's
0: like if, if you see people jumping off a bridge one after another and then you go up to the situation and you look at it and you think to yourself... Hmm, should I follow <laughs> this example or should I move on and try to do something better? And that guy was like, nah, I'll pick the bridge.
1: <laughs> so that was uh, that was just part of the way of me saying in my video process, after I upload the video, I send it to uh, to a thousand people on Instagram and say sub for sub, question okay. mark, and then <laughs> send four different emojis.
0: That's the real video process right there, everybody.
1: you know, because that works. <laughs> Pisses me off. Just the lack of energy in your voice, the,
0: the deadpan Tom Nook, Uh Man, uh, yeah.
1: it's great. Anyways,
0: but that's the thing about the video process and some that we brought up earlier. is like it's all personal. People do it their own different and unique ways, and they're all okay, except for that one. That one's objectively bad. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Anyways. I'm, thank you for the uh, comment, patient. Yeah, and uh, and Calfer, Thank you guys for the comments. As usual, um, I'm sure we'll get a Gengar comment later on this week, and maybe even a J comment. Ooh, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm expecting a lot of H's, a lot of H's, a lot of Thanos cars, a lot of dead memes. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically that's basically what's happening here. So, anyways. Next week, get ready for that SEO podcast. Yeah, boy. We're hyped.
0: Get ready for three hours. <laughs> three hours of, of math. SEO <laughs>
1: math. Um You like math? <laughs> if you like the podcast you want to support us, go on over to anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. Link is in the description or the show notes. You can support us for a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars a month. Shout out to Aaron at For the Love of Tech on YouTube for uh, supporting us for five dollars a month.
0: Appreciate it.
1: Pretty. Oh, you want to hype?
0: You want to do a question of the day?
1: Yes. Do you have one?
0: Yeah. Uh no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Not really. Question
1: of the day: What is your video making process?
0: These <laughs> questions of the day are so bad. <laughs> and if
1: you don't make videos, what is your creative process? What, what is your creative process in general?
0: I feel like we've asked that one before, have we, Aiden? I might be wrong.
1: You didn't have a question. Are <laughs> like, do a question not
0: question of the day? I'm not judging. I'm just saying, could have been better. Second okay. question: What's your favorite real meme of 2018? <laughs> here's a, here's a third question then. Question of the <laughs> day number three: When you go get the Werther's Originals, okay, you at the store, okay, do you get? You get the, the hard caramel candies or do you get the ones with like the, the creamy caramel in the center? I need to know. I'm more of a, a hard candy caramel guy myself. I can see going either way.
1: Do you get better candy? No. No, you know Don't what?
0: You know what? Don't listen to the haters.
1: Caramel. <laughs> no, you get those like uh, caramellos. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. You know what I'm talking about. They're pretty good. Those are pretty good. That's what I want right now.
0: They're pretty good. Yeah. So we got what? Three questions of the day now? Um, now? Evidently. <laughs> okay. What's your creative process? Number one. Number two. Best meme of 2018. <laughs> and number three. Hard caramel or creamy caramel? One <laughs> of the two. epic pick one. <laughs> there, you there you go. Yeah. You can also, uh, you can answer that question on YouTube, other social medias, or you can email Zach at uh, Zach Productions at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, boy. There you go. Well, that's been it for, for this episode of another YouTube podcast. Um, I've been Zach.
0: I've been Amy. And
1: we want to thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye. Bye.